Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. You have an amazing talent. You can look at someone and capture them on canvas. You can paint people. I can only paint podcasts. <laughs> yes, my, my podcast scenes are, are charming, but at the end of the day, they're just a collections of hot takes and bits. Okay, brag. That's a new approach. Yeah, to, to not just putting the word podcast More in, fully but, yeah, integrate. Right. More of a thematic. It's yeah. like that quote isn't that iconic, so I said, let's, let's, re, let's shift the entire meaning of the quote. I mean, as we all know, Big Eyes has 10 iconic quotes, but you decided not <laughs> to go gonna for I was going to say, that's the only uniconic thing about this film. <laughs> oh, and Natalie boy. Wood said it was the greatest painting she had ever seen. It's you like, like you like what the most hideous performance. I love it. <laughs> love it. I, I give this movie two big eyes out of two. Especially because the real guy was like American. Like he didn't have he was an American. accent. It's like you look him yeah. up and it's like yeah. he was from um, Nebraska. I got I got takes upon takes upon. He wasn't takes. from Castle Wolfenstein. Christoph Waltz, Waltz walks on set. Takes. I've been working with a coach. How is my American <laughs> accent? And they're like, well, we got to start shooting because we're going to run out of time. I'll at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You knew the two people it was supposed to be before Christoph Waltz, right? No. I think I read it, but uh, remind me. Uh, my memory. Originally announced, because this was going to be uh, Karaszewski and Alexander's they were gonna direct directorial, it. or no, th- not their debut. They did Screwed. They did Screwed? They, I believe they did Screwed. I remember that, The Norm yes. MacDonald, Dave Chappelle, no. Sarah oh. Silverman vehicle. Of course, yeah. DeVito? DeVito. Where there's like a scene where he's like, oh, no, no, is that the like, one where Norm yeah. McDonald's holding up fish or something? And they're like, that's dirty work. That's, that's dirty, dirty work. work. Oh, okay. Dirty work screwed. and screwed are both sort of like, dare I say, it's scumbum movies. <laughs> yeah, screwed is also it's kind of like Bands what of if rock and the devil horns? What if like half bakes cult following, but like divided by ten? Like it's yeah. one of those movies okay. where it's like it has a cult following, like among eight people at the university of who were high at the exact yeah, right exactly. point in like 1999 or whatever. Yes. Like, but yeah. Screwed yeah. is also one of those dark comedies where every critic was like, it's too dark. <laughs> right, I don't exactly. want to live in this. Yeah, right. 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 Anyway, they so that, were right. supposed to direct it. Right. And First was, time around makes sense. Thomas just, Hayden Church. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Oh, wow. Thomas Hayden Church now, really makes sense. you're a Kate H fan. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you shouted me out about Something Borrowed on a recent episode, oh, yeah, which I was pleased Anytime about. Something Borrowed comes up, I <laughs> mention you because you're the person I associate with that movie. But let's say this. As someone who stands so hard for that performance, don't you think she isn't quite right for this role? Not at all. Right. Well, I, th- I think she has a hard time Kate Hudson doing period. Yes, I do yeah. too. Even if it's like mid-century, 20th century, it's still like, right. I don't now, know. She's Thomas so Hayden modern. Church makes sense because he's got the Midwestern sort of corn-fed thing. And he's right. also and he's incredibly got an annoying, but yeah. just right. a different way. Right, right. He's got that sort of slippery charm kind yeah. of thing where yeah. you're like, yeah. this guy's so gross, but he's kind of compelling to watch. Then it was going to be Reese Witherspoon and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Right, Reese Witherspoon, I remember that casting, right. yeah. And Reese is Ryan like... Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, okay. Ryan Reynolds feels very off. Yeah. Reese yeah, feels weird. on point. She's sure. better than You Kate do Hudson. Reese and Thomas Hayden Church. Right. Maybe you have a movie That's there. the most obvious yeah. version of it. Now, isn't Thomas Hayden Church like literally three times the size of Reese Witherspoon? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like yeah. he's sort of a broad-shouldered guy too. There are all those stories about what a production a nightmare for Christmases was because it's like impossible to frame... Well, Reese Witherspoon and Vince Carter. She's standing on all the presents. And people are like, what's the joke there? And it's like, there's no joke. That's actually how they could get them. She filmed most of the movie on stilts. Yes. (laughs) Few people know. 
She um, is actually Stiltman <laughs> she in Stiltman. the MCU. She's, she's Lady a, Stiltman. <laughs> Lady Stilt. You know that that the the female Stiltman is named Lady Stiltman rather than Stilt Woman. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Or Lady Stilt. Yeah. No, her okay. name is Lady Stiltman. Ben. Ben. Quick. Quick question. Yeah. What's up? Tim Burton? Fuck you! <laughs> Tim Burton, go away and right. never return! How you like them eyes, though, Ben? I've, I'm like, okay, big eyes. I'm gonna like this. Big sure, eyes. They're big. Big yeah. movie. Yeah. Big disappointment. Big Not true! Big guys. So then it was like, when when it was the Ryan Reynolds uh, Reese Witherspoon version, uh, it was, Burt was gonna produce. I mean, right. this is like the exact same arc as Ed uh, Wood. You, should you introduce the podcast or? I'm going to get to that in a okay, second. Okay, 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 okay. Please. This is like the preamble to the first episode of the OA. The credits are coming 40 yes. minutes in. Right. I'm no, Danny no, 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 Houston doing the narration before we get into the beginning of the story. Um, also, um, you know, we should, you know, he'd worked with them in Ed Wood, right? Uh, Ed Wood comments, was the same thing right? where he like came on just as a producer when they couldn't get financing. Right. And then he was like, I'm going to direct this, even though I usually do big movies. So it's the same thing where, like, they had it set up at Weinstein, Burton was going to produce, and then there's this surprise announcement. They've totally changed the cast. Burton's right. directing, and they're, like, going immediately. Yeah. Go! Go. This, of course, is Blank Check. <sighs> Podcast about filmographies. Directors yes. who have massive success early on in their career. Give us a series of Blank Checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Now, what happens sometimes? Sometimes they clear. <laughs> okay, interesting. And but sometimes they bounce, baby! Do bounce baby in the Christoph voice. And sometimes, sometimes the check's clear, and sometimes <laughs> they bounce baby. Because, right, he sometimes does that. Sometimes they bounce. Sometimes it's the very clenched thing. Taron Killam's impression of him it's on good. SNL was quite funny, but yeah. then all, then he was on SNL, and he was funnier. Right. He's yeah. just funny. He's so funny. That sketch he did where he's the guy at work who, like, did something very inappropriate yeah. and only realizes, I can't remember, it's like a card or something, like a right. photo. It's so funny. Well, here's my take on him keeping his accent in this movie, okay? It makes no sense. But as a counterpoint, right around the same time he does uh, Roman Polanski's Carnage. Sure. Oh, sure. Where Polanski yeah. clearly is like, you have to do an American accent. And he's really boring in it. He's not yeah. bad I've never, in it. I've never seen that. So his accent's bad? he loses some comedic energy. Mm. Right. No, his accent's fine. Sure, but it it, it here's some other things he, he cannot maintain the same rhythm that he has that makes his dialogue so interesting. Because he's too focused on doing the accent with the sure. American accent. It's yeah. like the accent works, yeah. but you're like suddenly he's dimmed. Let's talk waltz. Let's talk waltz. Hey, let's, some, let's waltz. Let's take this waltz. Take this waltz. Still take haven't introduced this the podcast. Waltz. Uh, have introduced the podcast. Haven't introduced you though. It's we should do that. It's on the films <laughs> okay. of Tim Burton. Okay, it's okay. called Podward Sister. Who are you okay. guys? I don't know. Griffin and David. Okay, cool. Jesus. And and who's here? Who's here? But uh, our all-star. Last-minute pinch hitter on this one, yeah. kind of, right? Yeah. yeah, they we didn't have the we don't have your jacket ready yet. We don't have your jacket. Oh, that's oh. true. Is it six? Sorry. This is seven, baby. This is seven. I think I've uh, tied Yoshida because I was worried that she was gonna lap me. Right? Lucky She's not laughing. Number yet. seven. Dickie right. Lawson's here. Hey guys. <laughs> the hey great Dickie Lawson. Big guys. <laughs> hey guys. Do you know my big guys joke? So I used to do these series of tweets that was just Penny Marshall going up to the box office and b- trying to buy tickets a, a for a great movie, series but getting the, the title wrong. Yeah, and so hers was uh, two for big guys. <laughs> she thought the movie was called Big Guys. 
I sort of bullied uh, Bobby Finger into fun- thinking that joke was funny, and then, but it is no funny. Was, yeah. What Bobby didn't think it was no, funny. He did, What's the matter but with it's him? Just like I just kept trying to make it a thing. I was one for a- crumpets. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. I don't remember what this. I was at a restaurant, and there were two old Jewish ladies sitting next to me, and the one woman was recommending Maisel to the other woman. Oh boy! But she kept on getting the word wrong. And she go. It's you have to watch. The, it's called the Fantastic Mrs. Maisel. It's fantastic. And the other woman goes, "Let me write it down." It's called Mrs. Maisel. And she goes, "No, not Mrs. Maisel. The Fantastic Mrs. Maisel." And I'm like, the whole bit is that it's three M's. Right. Right. The alliteration. Right. It's one thing if she went like, "It's called yeah. the Miraculous Mrs. Maisel," sure. but it's like, doesn't that sound wrong to the you? Terrific Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> she kept on like, "No, it's wait, no, it's not amazing. It's terrific. That's Let, what it is." Let's take a waltz because I want to talk okay. about something at the end of at the end of the waltz. Let's take this waltz uh, with the three of you. Okay. Yeah. So here's Chris Waltz post Inglorious Bastards. Sure. Obviously, right. he was like a German actor before that. Right. But. Right. But kind of like an incredible story that a guy like in his 40s has his American film debut out right. of nowhere and wins an Oscar. Yeah. And sort right. of overnight becomes like a movie star. But then it's like, what are we going to do with this guy? Sure. Like, how do yeah, we slot was, him right. into? Totally. He's so particular. He's a particular one. That character feels like it was designed for him. Right. The opening scene. Yes, it's yeah. great. With the milk. With, yeah, the milk and the, the guy. And like, you know, that. the crazy thing is that he wrote it for DiCaprio. Right. And that doesn't work if that if that's DiCaprio playing I think playing it doesn't longer. work. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Richard? Of Inglourious uh, Bastards? I think it's a good movie. I think he's great in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of one of those things where, like, I didn't realize watching it that that's what he does. Like, I th- you know what sure, I mean? Sure, you're like, like, oh, this is a great movie. We've just gotten a right. lot of variations yes. on that well, since. Well, that's the waltz that I want to take. Okay, so yeah, then he, the Green Hornet, he's the villain. I don't remember. Whatever. Oh, right. And he was a last-minute sub in Dickie Lawson style after Nicolas Cage dropped out. Oh, wow. There you go. Water for elephants. Nicolas Cage was supposed to be on this episode, right? He was. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the meta narrative. Yeah. I love those eyes. I can't do him. That, was, that wasn't real. No, eyes are big. No. <laughs> I want big eyes. I can't do it. Go on. Uh, water for elephants, where obviously he either played the water or the elephants. I can't remember. <laughs> I have not seen water for elephants. He was the terrible circus trainer. Yes, right. He's, I, or yes. the ringmaster. Right. He's kind of the villain. circus. Look at my three rings. <laughs> <laughs> And it, that was also a post Oscar movie for Reese, kind of wasn't it? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, yeah, what year was that? It's eleven. A it's a few years. Oh, so she after. Been, okay. That yeah. was that was. The but thing. it was definitely she, a she big movie, low. and that was kind of the first big post Twilight Pattinson. Right, Wait, that's Pattinson. right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, of, is yeah. he going to be able to carry over? And it was, you know, it was Francis Lawrence having done two genre movies, and yeah. maybe being like, could this be an Oscar player? And the right. answer was no. And yeah. he was like, okay, forget it. I'll go make genre movies again. Was that his immediate follow up to I Am Legend? He didn't do any. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, then he was in The Three Musketeers as Cardinal Richelieu. Terribly miscast there. I'm sure I haven't seen that. but uh, yeah, That movie is actually, um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's really fun. Yeah. The Paul Anderson it, one is supposed Paul to be Anderson fun. That's the Paul Anderson one. I've never seen it. That's the one with Milyovich, yeah. right? No? Yes. I mean, if it's a Paul oh, Anderson yes. movie, yeah. it's got Milyovich. Logan Lerman. Yeah, and Logan Lerman. It's yeah, actually and, uh, a really fun movie. Isn't Orlando Bloom uh, yes. the villain? Uh, or I something? think Waltz is the villain. No, well, no Waltz is Richelieu. Isn't Orlando a bad one? Yes, I believe so. He's the Duke of... Buckingham. It's a really fun movie. Everyone should see it. There's a hot air balloon involved. Oh, I love it. Uh, Yeah, well, people voted against uh, WS. Yeah, idiots. Then he was in Carnage, as you say. Really boring. Which I've never seen, but that's a play. Like, the play takes place in one room. Why did they turn that into a movie? It's a bad idea. It was just a hot play, I guess. Yeah. Roman Polanski. Yeah. 
And then he was in Django and he won a second Academy Award Which is for doing something nuts. similar mm-hmm. and is nuts. Nice. But it's that was nice. the year that everyone nominated everyone was, a winner. was a winner, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I still would have given it to Tommy Lee Jones, Rockin' the House, or Paul uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, his best oh, performance. Yeah. in the House. Or you go like yeah. De Niro more turned on than he's been in a long time. Like yeah. it's not the like. Master right. Lincoln. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just weird. weird. It's just that he's the lead of Django, kind of. That's he has so he's much. In it. He has yeah. more screen time. And he's than fun. Everyone. He's got a tooth. Yeah, big tooth on oh, his right. cart yep. on a spring. Right. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He shoots like four to ten people. I don't remember. It is yeah. just weird that he won for two. Uh, same director, same kind of part within five you know? years. Yep. Like back to back films where he's kind of a really heavy supporting, bordering on cult lead. Right. Totally. Both of them. And then. Um, the Zero Theorem, I've never seen that. The Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah. Uh, Horrible Bosses 2, I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. He's really kind of like, it's once again where they're like, well, he should be in movies. Yeah, but what what is man that? has where Oscars. What is that movie about? What? Horrible, Horrible Bosses, Bosses 2. What yeah. if there were two Horrible Bosses? They start know. their own company and then they <laughs> sell it to someone. And he's then a horrible it's Christoph boss? Waltz and he's terrible. Okay. And his son, Chris Pine, is a cokehead. So they kidnap the son in order to get the father to sell them back their business. No. I, don't, I don't fucking I don't know. That's good. <laughs> and then it's just a shame they never got to finish the trilogy because the story was so open-ended. Yeah, exactly. So many hanging threads. I don't know what so Snoke is going to do. And, yeah. you know, Snoke's a horrible boss. If you think that was going to be the third one. <laughs> yeah, right. They were in talks with Snoke. Yeah. Snoke is then the they realized he's made up. He's, he's made up. He's a made Snoke up is the stinger at the end of Horrible Bosses, too. <laughs> but then it was just this weird combo with someone at the studio. Was, get, get Snoke. Who's Snoke? Is he CAA? Like, yeah. Get yeah. him on the line. And the guy had to explain. like He's, he's made up. He's, well, Snoke, he's a makeup But Snoke person. also got stolen in the Midnight Raid, right? Stolen, <laughs> yeah, Snoke got right. stolen yeah. from UTA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a Disney Plus Snoke show, right? They, they should do better. That. Snoke in the city. Disney Snoke. Oh, Sorry. All right. Uh, big guys, we'll skip over that for the second. Spectre, he's the villain. Legend of Tarzan, he's the villain. Yeah. Tulip Fever, is he the villain? He's the tulip. <laughs> he's, right. Then there'll be no more tulips. Yeah. This city's got tulip tulips fever. out of here. <laughs> Downsizing is the first time I had seen him in a million years where oh. I was like, oh, he's fun. Yeah. He rules. He's yeah. so good in that. Yeah. He is really good in that. Um, yeah. And yeah. then this year, yeah. we all separately. Uh-huh. Saw a little picture called Alita Battling. Okay. Alternate and he's title. He's going to win his third Academy Award. Alternate title, Big Eyes. Yeah, well, that's sure. the thing. Is my theory exactly. is he went so mad for Big Eyes filming. Yeah, right. Big Eyes was like, I must have more Big his, Eyes. His agents yeah. like this movie's called like Small Eyes. He's, he's like, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it must only be late. Big Eyes. My my girlfriend TC14 uh, constantly calls Alita Battle Angel Big Eyes. Of course. She's and then got I, Big Eyes. I told her. I told her, I was like, we're recording tomorrow. And she's like, what movie? And I was like, Big Eyes. And she was like, you guys are doing an Alita episode already? <laughs> and I was like, no, Big Eyes. And she was like, what do you mean? Big Guys. And I was like, the actual Big Eyes movie. And she was like, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> what? Really? She was she like, didn't I know just, about those eyes? I just called Alita Big Eyes because that's the most oh, compelling part of the eyes. trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're big. Look. No, I mean, but Dr. Dyson Edo, hi, I am the you know, Iron City. You know, mm-hmm. we must. Am, you know, you don't want to. He's. I think he's amazing in that movie. Okay. I think we all agree on the quality of that movie. That movie which is, is a one reason I want to talk about it. Yes, <laughs> but that's I've the seen other it three crazy. times You've in seen theaters. Three times. Yes. Have you seen in 4DX yet? No. Oh, it was so good. Uh, no, I don't like to do. Christoph Waltz yeah. rubs your leg. Yeah. Um, because it's he's so sad in Christoph that movie. Waltz's breath. He's never done that before. <laughs> well, you know what? He's this yes. very like what's weird, haunted, again? tragic guy, Dr. I, Dyson Edo. No, but what does he do? They call him, oh, he's um, a hunter warrior and he has a giant hammer with like a rocket attached right. to it that yep. rules. And he wears a hat and a raincoat. Yeah. 
He looks like a fucking plague doctor. I, don't I was know. gonna say, it, like, he was right at the point where it was like maybe this guy has kind of hit his expiration point because we've seen the one thing he's done so many times that sure. it's getting old. And then he like back to back downsizing is like, oh, he can play this relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Exactly. And Alita right. is like he can play this sad, and yeah. suddenly you find like some okay, variance. Chris and and, right. and uh, smartly, Alita subverts your expectations because for a while you think he's yeah, the villain. Yeah, he's the bad right. guy. Yes. And it's like, oh no, he's not. He's actually like this right. avenging hero, which is something we've not really seen. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe right. sort of um, Django, but right. But can right. I also this is all right. So spoilers for Alita for anyone who is still not uh, gone to the. Uh, Thunderdome, uh, Motor City. It's playing Iron in City. every City. multiplex, I'm sure, yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but there's a scene in Alita. I love every scene in Alita, yeah. except for a couple of the Hugo scenes. Maybe. I don't like Hugo. Yeah, Hugo's a little rough. Yeah. I know you like Hugo. Wait, wait. He's the cute, you oh, know, the cute boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, See, I think that movie's... You think Hugo's fairly uh, I think appealing. that movie's got a yeah. major BBP. Boring boy problem. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's a little. I'm such an easy mark. What what was it? I I oh I was I was on a film festival jury recently, and like the the first scene there was like like the, the, the I realized that the lead was like a cute guy, and I was like, oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> like, it's so pathetic. Um, but there's a scene late in Alita uh-huh. that is a scene that we've seen in a thousand movies and TV shows, which is that someone is waiting in a hospital or mm-hmm. doctor's office or for whatever to wake up for yeah you know yeah. sort of waiting for news, yeah. sitting quietly. The doctor comes out and he's like, uh, well, you should just come. Except in this scene, she's like, is he okay? Because I cut his head off and attached it to my heart for a while. <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, yeah, you should just see. I put his head on top of a bunch of weird robot parts and he yeah. looks fine now. Yeah. Like, And you're just like, this movie is bananas. Yeah. It's like, you know, we get it. You know, we're, we're there with it yes. emotionally, yeah. but it's also bananas. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the few movies in which the romantic teen boy lead's head is carried it's <laughs> yeah. in the girl's coat. One of the few. <laughs> there are a few. One of the few. I think Ringwald did it in, in her a movie. Co- to fool yeah. the robot cops. Yeah, Ringwald did yeah. right. Yeah, right. There's, there's definitely. Leah Thompson. That, yeah. She's having a baby is yeah. about that, right? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I can't yeah. remember. Um, it, it's so stressful because it feels like Alita is right at that cusp of whether or not they make a sequel because of uh, Worldwide Gross. I know. Right. It's, like, it's like, It feels like it's within like 20 or 30 million. It's yeah. either mm-hmm. going to just make it or just not. 100%. If right they can now, make three in, uh, divergent movies, they can. They agreed. can or, or Maze Runner. Yeah. They can, you know. Right now it's at 400 worldwide, essentially. That's pretty good. Yeah. Which is not bad, but it costs a It costs fortune. a lot. Yeah. So it's not going to. They claimed their break even number was 350, but that's like a total lie. It was I probably agree. like 500. I also yeah. kind of think, though. Um, I mean, the other big question is now it's it's Disney. Overseeing Fox. I think pure Fox would have been a little easier to convince. The question is how much Disney wants to stay in Cameron's good graces because they know he's delivering four avatars for them. Yeah. Well, Um, no, he's bearing four avatar seeds for them. Excuse me. He's nearly a surrogate for the natural evolution of the (laughs) avatar saga. That's that's why it's been delayed. We didn't realize how long avatar seeds take to gestate. He is but the carrier. (laughs) Avatar seeds. Yeah, he is is graciously opening up his male womb. To the incubation of four Avatar stories. His male womb is just his praise Yeah, his butt. So it's like James Cameron buried his movie in the ground, like my jeans. Yes. I feel like the jeans should be a Patreon exclusive. Well, let's not say any more than that then. All right, all right. 
what I was going to say. I buried jeans. <laughs> I, oh, I listened. I'm no aware. more. No more. <laughs> Big eyes, buried jeans. Um, no, the other thing I was going to say about Alita. Why have you buried your jeans? <laughs> no, it, it turns out he's burying the jeans, right. but she made the jeans. Right. I don't know. Don't you think the Alita. The Gloria Vanderbilt story. <laughs> don't you think Alita is one of those movies where if they announce that they're doing a sequel, which will take like three years, sure. right? In that time through like home video, like streaming. Mm. It kind of might grow a little John Wick style. Maybe. I think I people mean, might come around to how weird that movie is. It's amazing how yeah. many people, like every time I saw it, it's because yeah. I was dragging someone else to see it. I yeah. was like, I can't believe you haven't seen Alita. We're seeing Just people Alita. on the street. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I would say my hit rate was like 30 to 40%. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people were just like, yeah, no, my brain just turned off. I have nothing to but say about that. don't you think that happened with John Wick too? No, John Wick was an instant cult hit. I disagree instant. with that. You're wrong. I don't know what to tell you. I, th- I think certain people were no, very strong. I'm going to tell you something. It. What? John Wick came out. It had no buzz, as we all remember, right? Yeah, like no right. buzz at all. It opened okay. It yeah. only made 43 million. You know, right. it was like a sleeper hit. Yeah. The week it came out, we wrote an article on the Atlantic that was titled "John: Someone Killed His Dog and Now They Have to Die." Yeah. And it was just about John Wick, mm-hmm. and it was the most read article in the history of the website. That is not true. It is true. That is true. Yes. Now, it's easily been beaten since then. Right. Yeah, like, I was many times say. over. Yeah. But the the in interest in this movie was instantaneous. People were just like, what's this movie? Like, very well, fast. But I feel like it, it instantly gained on a home cult. video, right. it got even bigger. Right. Because right? I just remember. Because if you, you look at yes. the way those movies have scaled, yeah. like in release date and budget and yeah. in gross, it obviously. I saw both of those movies opening weekend, Saturday. And the sure. first one, most of the audience was kind of laughing at it. And it felt like they were there to see it ironically. And you could see the other smart people who were keyed oh, no, into the craft right. of the film. And the second film I saw, same way, opening Saturday. People were hyped. When John Wick came on screen, they broke into applause. As they should. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is the Don't fastest set him off. any character has become a legend. Um, I want to be clear. Culture. Atlantic culture piece. Oh, oh not, okay. not Because yeah, we're not counting like Tanahasi. Say, and, right, you know, yeah, maybe, thank you. you know, like, just, just to be clear. You've sorry, mention- the case for reparations. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, here comes John Wick. Frederick Douglass has like a byline on the Atlantic. But right. anyway, um, he does. You can like look him yeah. up. But um, uh, well, we had different experiences then. Because right, sure. when I saw okay. it, my whole audience was in, almost immediately just all in on Mr. In Wick. Yeah. Um, when I saw Big Eyes, everyone burst into applause. <clears throat> I'm getting Every so scene. protective. I'm trying to nestle my little daughter away from Christoph Waltz so I can raise her properly. Well, here's something we need to say about But wait, can I ask a question about Alita before we move to the of actual course. movie that we're here to talk about? Whenever I say okay. big eyes, it could mean yeah, Alita. Either one. Like, this episode's about two movies. By the transitive property Alita. of the right. eyes. Right. Yes. We can keep talking about Alita. Yes. So, well, well, actually, first thing. The, the, the problem with Alita's life on video or whatever mm-hmm. is that what appe- what is appealing about Alita's that movie life on is video not- sounds like a Richard Linklater movie. Just yeah. It's yeah. a can this year. <laughs> um, uh, is that what it, what's appealing about that movie is the kind of the, almost the opposite of what's appealing about John Wick. Like Alita, the, 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 the hurdle it has, not just because it's not IP that people know, is that yeah. it's so earnest. Yes. yes. And it feels so, so old fashioned. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like so. that's what's turning people off. Right. So my question then yeah. is, how the fuck did it become the sort of movie that was championed by the assholes who were trying to bury so Captain Marvel? Weird. It was so weird. Well, especially because the, the life cycle that I've seen Alita have online was that very early on where there was like a huge trans following for the movie. Yeah. And trans critics were sort of rallying around it. And that, I think, you know, lots of movies about people who like switch their bodies yes. and, you know, the their identity of identity exactly. and yeah, your you know, soul yeah. and all they, that sort of stuff. Obviously, right. are the, 
the community is going to respond to that. But yeah. then, right, then it became, I guess Captain Marvel came out, what, like three weeks later? Yes. And it became the thing of like, yeah, no, I support female lead movies that are like twisted. I, I don't even know what the that, argument that was. That was their argument. Well, because right, Rosa right, Salazar right. didn't say like, I don't want male critics to, to sort of review the movie well, or whatever, like Brie Larson did or something. I mean, I she mean, said no, shit like that, but she's not Brie Larson, so it didn't get as much right. traction. Like all those guys who are angry at Brie Larson are angry about like an out of context headline they saw right. of her in an interview saying, I would like to see more too. diverse right. people right. on my press tour. Sure. Right. 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 And they all interpret it as she doesn't want men to see the movie. Right. Well, do you, do you think maybe some of these people, maybe they're a little bad faith about maybe. this stuff? You know, maybe. What do you, what do you mean? I don't, I, know. I don't know. Maybe they've got like a little bit of a loaded opinion already. Yeah, I don't know. I think we have to respect both sides of the You're argument. Right. I'm sorry. Big Eyes. Let's talk yeah. Big Eyes. Now, right. here's the movie Big Eyes. Yes. The eyes are big. Yeah. The year is 2014. Yeah. <laughs> we both yeah. work in the biz. Sure. I would just start. No. Yeah. I was at, yeah, just completing my first year at VF. Right. right. Yeah. Um, And we know of Amy Adams, and you do too, mm-hmm. yeah. as a, a promising actress. People like her. And this movie had a lot of like, this might be the one that this finally is, gets her the Oscar because she's already been nominated five times. That's what I was saying. She got into that sort of Winslet zone right. where it's like, she's got so many nominations. The next one's got to be. And it. as yes. we know, biopics always play well biopics, with Academy right. voters. Like that. He, even though Burton doesn't do well with the Oscars, he's still a big director. Right. And this movie came out at Christmas. So I think everyone was like, she's going to win a big Oscar. And she's yep. unique because she is a leading lady and a proper movie A leading star, lady? But... Four for five nominations at this point are for supporting. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's, people are like, this is a movie where she's really carrying the thing. This might be the full showcase that she needs. She's been nominated now six, six. times, yeah. I believe, and only once for lead. Right. American yep. Hustle is for only lead. Yep. yep. Right. <sighs> it's kind of crazy. It still remains crazy that she didn't get the arrival nomination. I know that was Especially yeah, since that girls. movie was like across the board. No, it was nuts. That's remember, her best performance. Right. And I remember being like, I don't know if that movie's going to get any other nominations, but, but she's a lock. And then it ended up getting picture, director, screenplay, everything other than her. But anyway, what's important is that she won the most important award Golden Globe, the best Golden actress, Globe, for best actress for in a guys. comedy? Comedy? This is not a comedy. I think this movie's funny. I was laughing. <laughs> when? All the time. <laughs> oh, boy. This is him doing his weird, like, take on Douglas Sirk. This is like mm-hmm. his yes. weird melodrama yes. movie. Yes, right. But, I mean, I don't think of the Sirk movies as comedies. No, but that's they're, why I'm saying arch. his weird take on them. Right. I think he's heightening everything to absurd levels. I mean, here's my other big I t- want him to heighten it here's, more. Here's my big take on the Walt performance, because I'm not going to hold on to this. I want to put this out there right away. Well, you seem to have something in your hands that's trying to escape. Like, you're, I don't know. <laughs> I have a live rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've named him Christoph Walt. Yeah, um, Griffin's throwing matches at us. <laughs> I will scene. burn what the scene. place down. Turpentine. <laughs> God, he's so good at syllables. He is. I, I mean, we'll talk about it. I interviewed Anti- him for this movie. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. He... <laughs> Man, this Like, movie... just the longer a word is, the more. We got three Oscar nominations? Uh, Golden Globe nominations? Comedy. Walt's got a nomination. Did they put him in the lead Globes. or supporting? Lead. Okay, yeah. He is a lead. I yeah, mean, he's They were all over trying it. to do a bad faith campaign for him as supporting. Which well, was category fraud. Well, it wasn't going to get it anyway. Considering he's a bigger part than Amy Adams. Yes. yes. Yeah. Which is sort of yeah. part of the problem of the poster, where he's the, the, yeah. uh, the top. Is I think it's I a actually, film yeah. about him taking credit <laughs> for is, the right. painting. 
Just the irony of the movie being about the man taking credit for her work and then the movie about it, the man takes center. Like, it's just like... It's, these are all fair but points. But the problem is, well, it's kind of... The Margaret Keene, it, it's a passive role. Yeah, you know, she in, kind of locked herself away for yeah. so many years, right. And then she only unlocked herself when she got into numerology and or Jehovah's Witnessing. But, right, yeah. Um, and met some surfing teens in Hawaii. Well, they, yeah. Right, right, this right. is my take. Here's your take. I think... Burton is certainly uh, an, an expressionistic filmmaker, right? Mm-hmm. And on the surface, this is a less sort of uh, outrageous story, a less heightened story. And he is making expressionist, expressionistic film through making it kind of in the style of the like uh, ripped from the headlines sort of B-dramas of this time period. Mm. You know, he's doing sort of melodrama combined with, like, weird, like, B-movie thriller, combined with, like, the Christine Jorgensen story or any of these sort of, like, important issue movies made by, like, sort of low-rent filmmakers. But the casting and the way he directs the Amy Adams and the Christoph Waltz performances, which feel like they're in totally different movies, Mm -hmm. and I know is the chief complaint of this film is, what tone is this thing? They're not acting in the same thing. What I think is interesting about the Waltz performance and the Adams performance, A, I think it's daring to have her be that passive. Yeah. With an actress who is capable of playing bottled emotions in a way that is far louder, you know? Sure. This is like really like for the film to work, you need to buy that she is that easy to sort of step on. Right. You know? Right. That she is that sort of subject to victimization or marginalization. And then the second thing is this recent spat of now we're all obsessed with, like, charming sociopaths, right? These, like, narcissistic megalomaniacs. Got? Billy McFarland. Ah. Elizabeth Holmes. Ah, sure. oh, with her voice. Maybe a little ooh, guy ooh. named Donald J. <laughs> yeah. Trump. You nailed it. Right? She talks like uh, Lupita in Us. So this is my oh, point. Yeah. When you watch either, like, of those documentaries, right? Either of the fire documentaries. You watch, like, Bad, uh, not Bad Blood, The Inventor, mm-hmm. or Listen Bad Blood, or any of this. And everyone's talking about, like, they're so captivating. It's so weird. People always ask me, how did you fall for it? And when you're in the room with these people, there's just something about it. And then we watch the footage, and we're like, Billy McFarland seems so boring. And he's so clearly full of shit. I would never fall for it. So if you cast someone to play Walter Keene the way he actually felt in the room, I think you'd go like, why? This is, like, insane. Why would anyone fall for this? The Christoph Waltz casting is, this is a guy who somehow made a Nazi guy kind of compelling right where you're just like i don't know what it is about this guy but his energy is so fucking weird and the way he talks is so weird that i'm kind of falling into it and i think the movie has that like meta performance of like it doesn't make sense unless the guy is this big because a performance this big reads the way it feels like when you're in the room with that person right and that person is able to trick you yeah it's a it's a question of scale like, right yeah, you you have to you have to um do it big enough that it can make the transition. Right. Yeah. No, it's that like makes a, sense. It's actually. like a Nicolas Cage thing. Yeah. Where like he said for Peggy Sue got married, he made the insane choice to play that character speaking like Pokey from Gumby. Sure. And Francis Ford Coppola is like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> like I fought so hard to help Nikki, you out. My cousin, right. my nephew, whatever you want. Why are. <laughs> are you doing this to me? And he's like, This whole movie is about like the idea that she goes back to her teen years. And the guy she thought is the heartthrob, she now sees through mm-hmm. how like silly he is. Sure. And I want to make a performance the, that feels the way when you look through your school yearbook, you're like, I can't believe I ever found this person attractive. 
So I want to be like silent at the beginning of the movie when I'm an old man. Right. And when it goes back to the past, I'm so clearly goofy and childlike right. that you have the feeling as an audience member that she has of embarrassment. That's a that's fine. That's a good defense of Peggy Sue got married. And I good think movie. I think there's the same thing going on with Christoph Waltz in this, where it's like even the fact that he's German and it's inexplicable adds to the weird mystique of like, why is Elizabeth Holmes talking in that voice? Like, can't right. we all see through that? Right. Okay. That's fine. That's my. That's t- all fine. But the movie's kind of boring. Disagree. That's the problem. I think it's a ripper and thrill ride. <laughs> it is not. I think it's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it's also not. Right. I mean. I was trying to think of a way to make it more engaging, but like, I just think I, cause it's a fascinating story, yes. but it's more of it's a, a red story, story, you know, like I don't, or, or, I, do, or I, I, even, I don't even think a documentary would sustain it, you know, because it's, it's still, maybe it's a, not maybe dynamic. A short documentary. Let's yeah. keep it short. Sure. Uh, An episode short. of something. Yeah. I, I tweeted a gif at the two of you uh, uh, yes. with one perfect shot and I want to find this so I can give proper credit to it. But a blanky tweeted a thing, which I like this movie a lot. Yeah. But, I totally agreed with this, and I was like, fuck, this is really uh, Oh, yeah, smart. I know the tweet you're talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did sure, you yeah. see this? I'm not sure. Tell me. Uh, ben looked like he had something to say, so say it while I'm looking for this tweet, Ben. I was wondering if there is a good movie about a painter. Uh, and, like, I feel like the Ed Mr. Harris. Turner? Ed Harris movie. Turner. Mr. Turner. Mr. Turner. Uh, where he plays Timothy the Pollock. Pollock. You're thinking yeah. of, yeah. It's like, meh. Yeah. No, Pollock is good. I like Pollock. Yeah. Yeah. He's a drunk. Yeah, Andre Rublev. Hello, Basquiat. Um, I've never yeah. seen. Is not great. not that good. Uh, Vincent and Theo is very good, but it's kind of a TV series. Yeah, it was like a mini series that he cut down. Yeah, into you a know, film. But that's an Frida isn't bad. I like no. Frida. Frida's oh, got the sure. sort of lush visuals. And sure. What's his name? Willing as um, Van Gogh. Uh, yes, I didn't see that either. At Eternity's no. Gate. That's yeah. boring. Yeah. Oh, it's really boring. boring. <laughs> see, that's so the boring. thing. I'm wondering: Can you make an engaging movie? Yeah, yes, Frida's pretty good. Yeah, right. You can. There are some. And and look, it works when the uh, filmmakers are very visual and are aesthetically tied to the painters. Because right. you need to find some way to convey the sense. But that's kind of what Julian Schnabel is like, and he's always just kind of boring. Uh, I mean, Diving Bell and the Butterfly is good. Not uh, about a painter, though. Agreed. It's about a blinky man. I think his painting movies are bad because I think he's too literal about it. <laughs> I think Julie Taymor is good at translating it. I think Taymor is better. And I think the Keen paintings are very much in line with Burton aesthetically. This is the tweet I want to read. His eyes are so big. Yes, At Double Dog Darrow says, We love him. Is it Big Eyes time? Her. Sure. Sorry. Is it Big Eyes time? Oh, I did see this tweet. Yes, Because I stand by the fact that it could have been brilliant if it was re-edited with trial as the setting for a Rashomon-style analysis of how people see the truth ending with the paint on it. Yeah, because that's a great solve for that movie. That's a really smart structural hack for the exact same footage and script that they have. I interviewed... Mr. Christoph Waltz for mm-hmm. this movie. You, it was a weird one. You said this was one I of... Found, I pulled it up just to double check. Yeah. Um, I think I said... Um, I led off with like, this film is more tragic than I expected for your character. And yeah. he said, what did you expect? Which is already, I'm like, Mm-mm. okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm being interviewed, but okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I said, I think I expected something more kitschy or more heightened, but also it got into the struggle with your character that he begins to buy into his own lie. Yeah. And he said, where is the lie? Like, you know, uh, you have your mind all made up that he said that to me, <laughs> which is nuts. You know, uh, and then you just woke up in your bedroom and you were like, how did I get home? And- he, se- <laughs> right. he seemed very dialed into the fact where he's like, my character does not think he's lying. Right. Which is how I'm playing it. I think that's what he was trying to say to me. Yes. He was just saying to me in this scary German way that sounded like he was calling me a liar. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, eventually he kind of was like, I understand what you're saying. I'm just telling you how my character feels about it all. And so, right, you could do that where it's like, rather than presenting him as predatory, which he kind of is from minute one in this uh-huh. movie, right? Like he sort of just shows up and he's yeah. like... But the thing about you know, that oh, interpretation, so not, you know, like, it, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, it, well, it's right, exonerating. Him. It's like, what do you mean he doesn't think he's lying? Right, I he know, it's crazy. Lying. He so, is lying. Is but, he completely insane? You know, yes. he's lying, but you know what she's doing? Painting. I, I But we have seen so many... Well, with your big eyes and your big lies. Yeah. Uh, we've seen so many examples of this recently. Like, yeah. like how is him testifying in court, which... They have said many times they toned down from the actual transcripts. Right. He like was that is crazy. famously right, one right. of the craziest like trials of all Which time. Which is probably why the judge was like, just paint. So, two easels, some paint now. Like enough. I like, like to think of like the yeah. bailiff going to an art store. <laughs> right. Like what do I need? The judge in this movie is secretly maybe the best performance. He's, He's good. Great. He's I love him. so yeah. good. You know what? There's nothing better than a good judge yeah. performance. I was just watching Presumed Innocent for uh-huh. no good reason. And yeah. Paul Winfield in that. Oh, you just yeah. you need yeah. like yeah. someone who's immediately you're like this guy's in charge now. Like, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Kenneth Troy and People versus OJ. Oh, so good. Yeah, so, so good. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, the dancing Ito's on um on Jay Leno. So good. Love oh. that performance. So good. Simon Cowell on American Idol. So <laughs> yeah. good. Great judging. Yeah. Katy Perry on the new American Idol. Oh, so yeah, good. That's right. Jennifer Lopez. Recently, there was a clip of some guy performed an original song, and she was like, "You wrote that?" And he's like, yeah. "She's like, all by yourself." Yeah, you wrote that all by yourself. And it's like, Katie, some people do that. And who dressed you? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Who designed your ice cream cones? How did you get here? <gasps> oh, boy. Yes. Um, well, and we're forgetting the greatest cinematic judge of all time. Bob DeVal. God? That's right. <laughs> oh, right, of course. Yeah. I'm the judge. Yeah. Here come the judge. Um, this is a complete tangent, but there yeah, is a judge a, that I pooped on myself. Big Eyes does contain. <laughs> I find myself guilty. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Rich. I have a great poop story. I'm going to tell you off mic. Um, wow, what a tease! Yeah. Is it a celebrity poop story? Can it be a Patreon um, exclusive? Depends on your perception <laughs> of celebrity, I but can't no, it's not. It's, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not a celebrity. But there is a scene in the movie Big Eyes that came out in 2014 mm-hmm. in which Amy Adams says, "No, Big Lolo." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy, it's great. I took a note. I just wrote, "No, Big Lolo." Uh, what I was going to say is a. Christoph Waltz is not the filmmaker. So I don't think there's anything wrong with him saying, like, my character has not lied. He is innocent. Right. Because his job is to... Advocate for his character. Well, yeah, and this guy is pathological. Right. And it's like, how is this different than, like, R. Kelly in the Gail King interview? Where mm. people go, like, I can't believe he's lying this much. Right. But I genuinely think R. Kelly believes he's innocent. Right. right. You know? I mean, there is this thing that people talk about with, like, abusers whether it's like emotional abuse, whether it's like workplace abuse, you know, plagiarism, sexual abuse, like any of these things that they have like a pathological condition where they view themselves as the victims. Right. Mm -hmm. Where they truly believe. And it's the thing they talk about in the Elizabeth Holmes documentary where he's like, I believe if you hooked her up to a lie detector, it would not go off. Right. Like she fully believes in the reality of what she's saying. And it's like a coping mechanism, you know, for all the, for the reality they want to live. It's right. like the Rachel Dolezal effect. It's all this shit, right? Like, they, it, oh, Rachel. Dolezal. I mean, we have been dealing with a lot of people like this in the last ten years, right? Either cases blowing up or people who have been famous forever being revealed for living this way for decades, right. you know? And like these people who like place themselves out in the public eye are very loudly telegraphing the things that they should be getting caught for. With no sense of, like, strategy. Right. And they right. never fucking back down. And I think the key thing is that, like, Walter Keane goes to his grave being like, I don't I don't know what that whole trial was about. Almost certainly, right? right? Like, right. it does, I mean, 
But the fact that he did the thing where he's like, and now to paint, I pick up the brush. Uh, ah, yeah. like incredible. My injury. Yeah. I've recurred an injury, even though I painted like, you know, a mural the size of a house one time. <laughs> but like you hear stories about that. As someone who just like the no, doctor co- never yes. found any evidence that they had this injury well, and no, they maintain that they did for 30 years. As the movie reveals, he's this lifelong scammer. He's getting right. paint and shipped out from, he's getting bad paintings yeah. shipped to him from Paris. And right. in the scene where she confronts him about that, you see how quick he can lie. He lies he's like, quickly. oh, no, no, it's yeah. scenic. You know, that's what they call me. Scenic. <laughs> and then when, yeah. when she sort of is like clearly no longer interested in this, he just shuts down and sits down like he just has nothing else to do yeah but it's like he's like a like a rabid animal it's like just survival mm-hmm. which is like the same thing as well, president of the united states but uh um, president donald john trump or john donald john trump uh i think uh the other thing is like that uh not not to keep on using these two examples but they're they're au courant right mm-hmm. uh uh billy mcfarland mm-hmm. and elizabeth holmes are both people, much like Walter Keane, where it's like the big thing they're going for is the public persona of like, I've always wanted to be an artist. Like that he's so embarrassed that he is a realtor, even if he's successful, right. because he loves the idea of being someone who succeeds on their art. Mm-hmm. And that's so much more important mm-hmm. to him than making art in the same way that Elizabeth Holmes is like doing an impression of Steve Jobs. Right. And she's just like, somehow I'm going to figure out this technology. Like, I think Walter Keane genuinely sits in that courtroom and is staring at that easel and goes, I'm going to figure out how to paint this in any mm-hmm. second now. Yeah. I'm going to figure out how to paint this because I have the spirit of an artist. It doesn't matter because that I he haven't wa- physically painted before. He walked into the room. I mean, he right. like he could have just been like, oh, never mind. You right. know, but he's like, he gets the far enough to sit at the fucking easel. Right. And, yeah. right. and Billy yeah. McFarlane's the same thing of just like the fact that they're like the night, you know, three hours before the planes are arriving. The, right. The fact that he actually went to the, like, was on the island. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, this is not going to These people believe yeah. that they're going to keep on getting out of it. Right. It's and it's like because getting it, right. a gym membership. Right. You, you're not going to go. But he has that one moment where he says, like, I so badly wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Right. And then he just sort of tails off and doesn't finish the sentence. Right. And it feels like he's kind of going to admit it finally. Yeah. But then he just doesn't. You know, like he sort of hits the wall of like, but he, he also, can't articulate. Right. His- he frames it so much as like, I'm embarrassed that I'm not taken seriously as an artist, sure. even when I'm selling art. Right, right. You know? Right, 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 right. Um, so big eyes. Yeah. We're talking a lot about Christoph Waltz. Mm. What? Can we talk about Jason Schwartzman's character? Oh, yeah. We can, but I was gonna say something about Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. Then we can talk about Jason Schwartzman. Well, I was, you know. Yeah. I just want to point out we're talking about him because he's the interesting character and she's not like in the movie much. You know, and she's like in it a lot. Yeah, she's, she's just there. a very passive character. Right. And we and there you know there are like flashes of stuff that like could I don't know, give her some depth, like the, the Jehovah's Witness thing. Yeah, we, sure. th- there's There's kind of an indication. But Burton's kind in, of afraid to get too well, deep right. into that, I think. But there's right? Also, right? He just doesn't want to explore There's also yeah. an indication yeah. throughout the film, especially toward the end, when she's in Hawaii, that she had something of a drinking problem, perhaps, you know? Like, like there was stuff that, like... I think she plays all of that well. I, I mean, think she plays it yeah. subtly, but, like, she's the problem is, is that the... She's the, an excellent actress. The, 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 yeah. Like, the fucking Austrian Grover next to her is, like, taking up all the oxygen. <laughs> well, yes. There's a little bit of the, like, Anne Hathaway... James Franco thing here, you know, um, right? Yeah, I mean the difference is it's it's not a lack of commitment on yeah. her part. Right, it's almost that she's playing the kind of person who gets taken advantage of so well that she disappears into the movie a little bit. 
Right. right. And I guess like it's You have not, to work yeah. harder to engage with her performance right. because she's so pulled back. And it's not the movie's fault that we or, you know, the kind of movie fandom world yeah. was like, oh, this is an Amy Adams movie. It's her Oscar. The movie is not called Margaret Keene. It's called Big. You know, it's yes. it's not yeah. it's not solely about her. It's not no. built that way. Why, no. But for whatever so reason, big? it was kind of packaged, you know, to be big. Or Why are they be, so big? Yeah. You know, I I do think that kind of like was one of the things that handicapped the movie though was that everyone the eyes were so was big. the eyes were too big. <laughs> no, that the narrative was so much like this is gonna be yeah. an Amy Adams vehicle. This yeah. is like her big Oscar showcase. So then, when people saw the movie, they were immediately disappointed because it's yeah. not that. And who would? I mean, why? It's her Globe showcase. Why is anyone surprised that Tim Burton saw a story and was like, "I'm gonna t- mostly focus on the creep." Like that's that, right. That makes a total sense. It's just like for whatever reason. The packaging of the movie made it seem like it, this, it was a star vehicle for Adams. And it's not. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Ben's chomping at the bit. Jason Schwartzman performance. Come on. He's like fourth build. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I just never think that art world people are portrayed well yes. in films. <laughs> Wait, you think he's a little bit of a caricature, this guy? <laughs> what about yeah. Terrence Stamp? He's portrayed in a way that's very compelling and light. I totally forgot he was in the movie until yeah. like he just on the TV, he's like, hello, this is Big Brothers. Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say, it's so dystopian. <laughs> yeah. face fills Citizens, the frame. Yeah. Here is my, my art things. review for this week. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so weird. That's what, it's, it's like, that's the Burton-y touches that I like, yeah. right? Uh, where, like, the sort of Serkian heightened like, I like, thing is coming Right, is the Serkian thing. Well. And then I also like when, like, Waltz goes into full maniac mode. It, like, becomes, like, Knight of the Hunter. Like, uh, uh, Bill Gaberi right. uh, said, he, like me, a true defender of this movie. Yeah. Uh, who thinks it we doesn't love him. get enough credit for Past and future how... Uh, you know, uh, willing it is to wildly variate, uh, a, a very uh, shift in in tone and genre and sure, all of that. Sure. Um. But but he said, like, my take is this is Burton's like truest horror movie. Mm. Like this is his only movie about someone actually being like trapped, right. because he makes a lot of films about like the weirdo who isn't understood. Right. And this is like very much a movie about like a victim and an abuser. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, mm-hmm. it one hundred percent is, and he heightens it to that level. Like even Amy That's Adams where driving I think away he's in the not car. heightening it enough. That's sort of my problem. Like I want more nightmare. There's so many scenes of him going in there and being like, "You should open a window." Yeah, and I'm like, "This is frightening." Like, right? she's like kept in this like yeah. she's like Mrs. Haversham. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. like right. a weird. But like, she's just right. sort of like, "Yeah, what are you gonna right. do?" You know. Right. And she has this sort of whimsical scenes, like when she talks to the dog. Yes. You know, good reaction shot from the dog. Yeah. I also um, think you could, you could. And then one time she faints. You could mine yeah. a lot out of the daughter, which yes, he kind of totally. just like ignores. And in fact, yes. it would the like even, cast even though, an actor to play the older version of her who can't really act. And can't it's just really like act. the yeah. weakest performance. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, um, but even you could uh, like one of her best scenes is when she's crying about like how she's lying to her daughter. Yeah. Where Adams is killing it. She's yeah. good at it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so set good. it up and she knocked it down. Yeah. And the the eyes, you know, they're big uh, mm-hmm. as well. Very. But right, you know, it sort of just feels like. A thing that happened, you know, not maybe maybe foreground that a little more. Yeah, I also I, I also think they could have spent more time do with the, the whole like rocket ball and the big the big stadium and all you know like that that sure. that, that all that like I just sure. felt like I mean it, that scene is great, but I like 
I like all the art world stuff as ridiculous as it is. Five comedy points, Richard. Yeah. No one gave that credit. It's an Alita joke for you, th- yeah. those of you who haven't I, seen I, it. I, 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 it's probably not called, is it called Rocket Ball? No, it's no, called it's, uh, I Motorball. Motorball, darn it. Okay. What, what's a. Uh, Do you know what Alita also made me think? We what? need an F Zero movie. Like all that Motorball stuff oh, and like combined with Speed Racer, I'm like, can we finally get. Not just crazy racing, right? Yeah. But also, I want to see, like, Captain Falcon get out of his car and then go to, like, wherever, the you know, the locker. <laughs> to and, like, deal with what Captain Falcon would be like. Like, what is that? Um, well, I'll add it to the slate. Thank you. Uh, what What's the name of Surprise Cameo's character, the, the puppet master in uh, uh, Battle well, Angel Big Eyes? Nova. Nova. Yeah. Okay. Ever, uh, well, I said Surprise Cameo. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, there's also the other Surprise Cameo in the Motorball. Uh, Screwhead? No, well, we do stand a legend. We I mean, stand a legend. Screwhead's great. I mean, Candlehead from, yeah. uh, you know, Screwhead, I feel like, is related to Candlehead from uh, Ragnarok. No question. Um, no, uh, Jai Courtney. I might have totally missed that. You may have missed oh, this. Jai right. Courtney is he in plays one, one the shot. Man? Is that a yes. cameo at this point? Yeah, of course. That's just <laughs> well, a job. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I listened to this interview with uh, John Landau, who produced the movie, yeah. and is like Cameron's guy. Yeah. And he was like, no, Jai just wanted to do it. And like in a sequel, you know, maybe he would do more. Wow. But there's this one shot where it's before she's playing, but when she's like behind yeah. the, in the locker rooms and you just see him and they're like, well, that's the biggest star. And he's like, tighten up my screws, love or whatever yeah. he's fucking saying, you know. And oh, it's Jai Courtney. Yeah, he's, yeah. A little, he's a big potato head. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Okay. Okay, I understand. Yeah, we do. I agree yeah. so. I agree so. I agree so. <laughs> Great stuff shot first. How we doing? Uh, great. <laughs> ben has purchased a clock because he thinks the show is running too long. I don't know what he's talking a about. A controversial show's stance. too short. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just tried to check the clock and knock the clock over. Yes, so things are going good. Right. So she's uh, painting furniture. <laughs> she's in divorce. The movie starts with her leaving a bad marriage. Yes. Uh, we yep. don't see the bad marriage, but right. she's this, left it. This is a woman who you get the sense is uh, quick to fall for... Uh, charismatic and controlling man. Yeah, sure. Perhaps and does also, not realize her own inner yes, strength. Right, yeah. and also, that's the thing. It's she, the 50s, and it's tough to be a single mom. And she loves painting. Like she seems to just like painting for the sake of painting. And she has right. training. Yes, she has training, and she is yes, genuinely as she's always derisively telling. Right. Uh, what's his name? Walt. What's his Walter? Yes. You know, yeah. Like I sketch my like I do preliminary drawings. Right. I have reasons I have for what I do. Right. And the other thing is that she has this kitschiness that people don't uh, get, that, that people either really strongly react to or go like, why would you do this? Right. And the answer is like, I don't know. This is just sort of like. This is my thing. This yeah. is my thing. Which is, which is kind of Burton-y. I know. You know, it, like, it I don't know. What can I tell you? Like, this is my aesthetic. These and are the stories I'm taking. It's another thing I kind of want from the movie, which yeah. is like, get into what the fuck is up with her. But it sort of gets too bogged down in the theft stuff. Yeah. Um, but she painted all these. Big eyes. Their, their eyes are pretty big. Pretty and big. when you ask her about it, she says things like, well, the eyes are the window to the soul, and I love the children are sad, made my feelings. But, like, I want to know more about... They don't have to be a floor-to-ceiling window. She, she tells You're the story... You're with that Warhol quote. Like, I want to dig into, like, the weird sort of kitschy, like, yeah. marketing of it all. I like all that stuff. Like, when they're selling the posters, all that process. Uh, she tells the yeah. story about going deaf as a child. Yes. She had surgery. She went deaf temporarily. Mm-hmm. So she had to spend time looking at right yeah. reading people's eyes yeah. right which i which i think does it's interesting make sense and i i really like the supermarket scene right where she starts seeing everyone around her with the big 
eyes. Plaintive sort of. Right. You yeah. get the notion in the same way that Burton always sketches like 17 rings around characters' eyes, mm-hmm. you know, and teardrop heads. It's just right. like that's how she like funnels her She's perception. Funneling. Right. That's that's the, the way she interprets energy, human energy. And you see her mm-hmm. sort of her style evolve too. Yeah. And, and then she's able to compartmentalize between the the waifs or whatever she calls the big eyed waifs, waifs yeah. and right. this new form that she's doing, which is more sort of elongated. Right, and, the Modigliani-esque. Right. Yeah. right. But they have Danny the same energy to yeah. them. I mean, oh, yeah. maybe the technique is a little heightened. Yeah. But it is this thing of like that I think, you know, Burton is fighting at this point in his career where people are like, Ugh, does he like care about anything? Is he so cynical? He's just doing an impression of himself. And yeah. I think he's like, I don't know. I'm like trying to make the most honest thing I can right. to some degree. And I don't really know why it's working or it isn't. Right. Sure. You know? Right. Yeah. And people like it. Sometimes people sell it successfully. Right. Sometimes they don't. I just, I think that thing was fascinating when they, the show is flooded with people, but yeah. they're people who don't afford art. Right. You can't buy art. Right. So they sell the posters. Like, you know, I like all that stuff a that's lot. The, the fact that he's and always been weirdly a populist guy despite being esoteric. Right, right, right. right. That Burton's style is so unique, but he hits as a major studio filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, but, I was going to ask about the artist, her, her legacy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like she's really considered an established, like she's more outsider. Is the sense I've always had. I, of I think her reputation. now her work is viewed as like a fad. It's like that was like yeah. Pet Rocks. It that was, was like a period of time Lisa where Frank. everyone had one. Yeah. Right. right. Kitsch is certainly the word, you know, right. and like it's the kind of thing that you could like buy in a Walgreens, right. like rather than at like an mm-hmm. art, like an art right. museum or Norman, something. Norman right. Rockwell esque almost. Yeah. Even Kitsch. Even more so, Who, right. Who's the one who paints those weird Kincaid? Yes, oh, uh, sure. Master of Light. Yeah, yes, yeah. right. The Painter, Painter of Light. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It's like that. Right. But but he. She was like. I mean, he with her art was like the first example of someone really understanding how to like franchise their work well, like that. But, and I think because they blew it up so big, its lasting legacy is it's a fad because it got too loud. Right. That then when people got over it, they like totally threw it away. Yeah, of course, because it was everywhere. Even at the time, no art critics like took it seriously. Sure. Like Rockwell. Oh, you don't think Terrence stamps into it? He, I, I don't know. It's hard to read that character and where he stands on <laughs> on the paintings. Um, but someone like Rockwell, like his reputation now is upheld by uh, all those filmmakers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like Lucas and Spielberg and all these guys love Rockwell. But Rockwell still isn't like taken seriously as an artist. They're like, that's like a thing you buy at like a fucking Walmart, you know? I guess. Well, Rockwell was in like the U.S. What's it called? Um, you know, one of those weekly periodicals. Right. Like, that's where he was. Uh, I forget what it's uh, um, Saturday Evening Post. That was the yes. one. Right. Um, but you know, Rockwell probably would hang in a museum. I don't know his, if Akeem would hang Some of in his a work also had a political dimension, like yeah, exactly, particularly right, right. with the you know um, the New Deal have, have come around to it more stuff. Now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about Keen. Keen, I feel like right. She's more in that sort of mass markety zone. Yeah. But I know what you mean about outsider art, and then it was who else would have thought to do? It's so right. specific, especially in this pre-anime, yes. pre-Japanese influence right. era. Like the the idea of these sort of like cute children, like right. where it's sort of like they're almost creepily cute. Like what's going right. on? Right. There's nothing like that in Western culture. Why are they crying? Because I think she's a very sad person. Well, she was locked in her turpentine dungeon. Right. She picks up on <laughs> other people's innate sadness. Like she's just like a yeah. very fragile. You think she's an Indian. empath. I think she's an empath. I think that's what that scene in the supermarket's about. Yeah. I mean, that scene's interesting. That's another thing, though. Yeah. I feel where I feel like. 
are we going to do more of that? You know what I mean? Like, your I, arguments I are fine. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. But, but I think that is the take on it is just like she sees everyone's sadness. Like, yeah. that's the overpowering thing that she's picking up on. And she's a sad lady. Right. So she is just like, I don't know. That's what like people look like to me. <sighs> Big eyes. Big eyes. Mm-hmm. Richard. Yeah. Oh, Kristen Ritter's in the movie. <laughs> Jessica Jones herself. Kind of surprising yeah. that she doesn't become like a like a Burton kind of regular. She, she certainly has feels. The yeah, yeah, right. totally. That's a good point. Right. I guess she got busy being Jessica. She Jones. could have been Winona and Beetlejuice in a different era. Right. One hundred percent. Eva Green becomes his his new muse. Well, she bewitched him. She bewitched him. Yeah. John Polito. What, one of his last performances. I love him. The great John Polito. Love John Polito. Yeah. He's the guy who's like, what? I ran a place. Oh, I love him. Hang up yeah. your arm. What who, do I care? Who, who's I like, got a beret. He's like a Simpsons character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Polito? Uh, fucking Miller's Crossing. Yeah, right. Oh, give me the hi hat. Yeah. Hi hat is one of the greatest it is. terms. It is one of the Walk greatest. Walk in here, terms. try to give me the hi hat. Um, Polito, I love. Danny Houston in just one of those Danny Houston performances. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he sets sits behind a desk. And it's one of those things where he's like, satanic. I just wanted to work with Tim Burton. Sure, I, I don't. Well, that's the same like, thing with that. the Schwartzman thing. Like, it's very weird to have Schwartzman playing wandering this in from like anything else or a Woody Allen movie. Just like, right, because like, he has like one dialogue scene, and then there are like laugh, three reactions. Like, I like shots. it. He's yeah. funny. I like the one where he's like, "Why would you anyone want one any credit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. No, it's funny, but like at the time, I mean, I guess 2014, like Schwartzman's peak had sort of he was he was down from his. I mean, he's doing. I mean, he's. uh, Let's see. Yeah, he just. uh, I don't know. He's just in so much stuff. Like he always. Schwartzman turns down a lot of big studio stuff Mm -hmm. too. You know, he'd done Bored to Death, which had wrapped up a couple years earlier. Yeah, and then he's working on Mozart in the Jungle. I forgot he was. he a one of the creators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. He he turns down a lot of big Hmm. studio franchisee stuff. Like he's one of those guys where it's like I don't care if. The right. part isn't interesting and would rather play a smaller part. Right. He does a lot of small parts. Right. In general, like yeah. looking at his, uh, you know, his movies. Who's he related to again? The whole He's Coppola, a Coppola family. He's one of the, oh. one of the It's that tree with the Coppolas in Cage. Sure. Right. Um, all true. All true. The eyes are big. Our friend. <laughs> Our friend uh, Joe Reed, big. Joe Reed, texted us. He went to a movie trivia night, and the question was, "How many Academy Award nominations do the Coppola family have?" Oh, wow. Right. But what was super tricky about it was it, it included in laws, right? Right. Yes. So it included Patricia Arquette and Spike oh, wow. Jones, which I don't think is fair. No, no, that's not fair. Uh, no, it didn't seem fair. No. Was there anyone else too? There was like there was one writ like who is Talia Shire married to? Oh, she was married to. Uh, wasn't wasn't there that too? Like yes. it was like. Uh oh fuck. Well it's a yeah. Schwartzman, right. No, but Schwartzman never got any nominations, right? No, I know, but like isn't her uh Oh no, she was, was married to husband. David Shire, That's who was. the composer right. Right. Oh, wow. of like great jazz scores. Right. Cause because Schwartzman produced being there, but being there wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Rude. Yeah, very rude. Okay, can I make a couple more defenses? Oh my god! Yes, sure. Go ahead. What else is going to happen Griffin in this episode? Well, can criticize the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm going to defend myself. I'm representing myself in this trial. Okay. First of all, it's a good looking ten million dollar movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Br- Bruno Dalbanel sure. shot it, and he's one of the greats in my right. opinion. And I think the production design is great. There's that right. great shot when she first shows up in San Francisco, and she's meeting Kristen Ritter, and it's like at the top of the hill. It just looks mm-hmm. good. It looks period. It's like, yeah. It's, and it's, that's a yeah. big thing. The colors like yeah. really pop in this movie. Sure. 
Um, I think the compositions are really interesting. And coming like right after like fucking you disagree? Ben shaking his head. Doesn't like the comps? Big comps. He's got a lot of good like two shots. There's a lot of like really smart coverage in this movie mm-hmm. where he's not just cutting in between like talking heads. You know, even that scene like in the house before they leave Christoph Waltz before he uh, locks them in and starts throwing matches through right. the keyhole. He's sort of doing the Night of the Hunter, like big shadows from that triangle yeah. house. Mm-hmm. It's a weird yeah. house. It's right. a weird house. Very and he's like real lonely like coverage where they're just like stuck in the middle of like his looming silhouette. Yeah. Like stuff like that I love. And I think you go like, this is coming after like Alice in Wonderland where it's like he has like it's $200 million. Right dollars. after Dark Shadows. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, but $200 million and a green screen and he can do whatever he wants and it looks like nothing. Yeah. And you're reminded of the practicality of this guy being able to come up with good images if you actually give him a location. Right. Even right. not designing his own sets. Even not like building a fucking forest. He can shoot a house in a way that is more compelling than... Most people, as a visualist. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I also think that the, like, there are a lot of really funny edits in this movie. Go on. Like, I think he... Because I think these are fair things to talk about with Burton, and we're almost done with Burton. Yes. Like, so he's I, very good I want to bring up some of these things yeah, yeah, no, that, sure, sure. that are just innate to, even when he's making a bad movie, and I'm not saying this is a bad movie, but that he usually is able to retain to some degree. Right. I think this comes out of being an animator, and that he was literally the guy who was having to, like, create his own shots and time them right. and figure out how to like make, make each shot as effective as possible because you don't want to animate 30,000 shots. There's like a really good cut. The build of uh, Christoph Waltz coming into the bar to take the paintings after the Polito story has broken out in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Polito bringing him into the back kitchen. Then yeah. having that look of like, we're getting headlines. Hey. And then the hard cut to Polito chasing right. Uh, you know, uh, vaults out of the kitchen, right. screaming, putting on the show for everyone else. Right. Um, and the way they cut to uh, Schwartzman or Houston or all those people when the things are kind of like going. Here's another thing that we haven't talked about at all. Okay, <laughs> opening credit sequence is good, which you know Burton's always good at, even in his bad movies. Like even Planet of the Apes, it's like he's very good at like setting the tone of what he wants the movie to be and what the big visual motif is and all mm-hmm. of that. Right. Um, I think Burton doesn't get enough credit for how good he is at sound. Because I think in every one of his movies, there's a lot of smart sound design work in terms of how each uh, environment feels different. Yeah. Uh, when he has, like, the creaking of the floorboards in a house, you know? I mean, it, it comes out of, like, old William Castle, like, shock tactics and all of that. Mm. But I feel like even something like Dark Shadows that's all over the place, he, like, gets the feel of the mansion in that movie in the same way that in this film I feel like the courtroom sounds very different than their houses do when it's a smaller house when they're sort of drowning in a bigger palace when she's in Hawaii I think he's really good at setting like a an aural tone sure to environments do you like Tim Burton I like him and I just want him to be making good movies this movie is okay this movie's good it's fine which is worse Yes, in a way, you know. I agree. Like, I wish I like hated it. Basically, what everything what Griffin's saying, like when you cite these specific shots and stuff, like the the matches, Mm -hmm. the looming. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's also just so much in this movie that feels like filler to me. See, I'm so engrossed by this movie. I mean, no, I'm I'm with Richard. It's fun to read about it. It's crazy that they painted. I mean, they didn't even paint. She painted. Yeah, he didn't paint. He didn't paint. No paint. He maybe never painted. Richard. Yeah. I forgot to ask. Mm. What do you think of like Tim Burton in general? Now that we're sort of talking Burt, 
Tim Burton is somebody who I I think first became aware of with Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and then I think I was like kind of I okay. The, there was a Beetlejuice cartoon, yes. And I was like, I know this is based on something. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I kind of, I guess at some point must have sought that out, but was a little wary of it because I didn't like that it was going to be gross. You know? Sure. Oh, the there's cartoon, bugs. They're yeah. friends. Yeah. In right. In the movie, they are not. That's exactly right. That also um, made me like kind of right. nervous. Cartoon's I was like, wait, kind he's of Calvin bad? and Hobbes type. Yeah. Unlikely friendship. Yeah. Right. And so then after that, like I, I was, I went to go see Mars Attacks in the theater Walked out and was like with my sister, and I was like, oh, that was bad." And then oh, I so got you didn't stay I, in a legend. Then wow. I got home and I was like, "Wait, no, I love that movie." Mm-hmm. Wow, it took that. Yeah. It was only uh, the like, journey it was home. Really, it was really quick. Yeah. Like I think it was just not what I was expecting. Sure. And then it was so anyway. So I, I I considered myself like I was like I I will happily go see every Tim Burton movie. And then mm-hmm. pretty quickly after that, he started he letting me down. Up. And then by the time we got to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which after listening to your episode, I think I need to revisit. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this. I hate all this. I hate the rapping Oompa Loompas or whatever it was. Like, I, I was just like, I don't, I can't do this. And then Alice in Wonderland, you know. But of course, I mean, your biggest credit, you are the pull quote on the Blu-ray oh, for that's Mrs. Right. Peregrine's Home for Physical. That's right. Best in years, which is not necessarily a compliment. Um, no, I think Miss Peregrine felt like a return to something that, like that world felt um, f- like what you're talking about, like kind of more fully realized. And I think that like going back to Dark Shadows, the way that he stages the town is mm-hmm. great. I yes. love that little seaside town. Yeah. You know, so like th- I think maybe he's coming back to something. Yeah. I think that Peregrine has with, moments like that too. Alice in Wonderland yes. was just yeah. such a mess of CGI well, and yeah, green screen and all that right. shit. Like, right. and it's just so you awful. You need to keep him on sets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No keep question. him on sets. Keep him away from CGI filling shit as much as possible. It's also one of those things where, like, it is very difficult. There are very few people who are good at composing images in green screen movies. There are also very few mm-hmm. eyes that have ever been this big. Yeah, They're big that eyes. is true. You don't say you watch Alita, which has a lot of CGI stuff in it. It has more practical locations than I thought there would be. Yeah. Well, they built, like, the city set. Right. They had, like, that. But, yeah. like, Rodriguez, right. through, like, all his trial and error of doing all those movies, and Cameron certainly, like, they understand how to compose a frame in a green screen space that still looks like how you would shoot a movie. Yeah. But most directors need to be on a set, see where the yeah. actors are blocked mm-hmm. in relation to the walls, and yeah. the architecture, and then figure out their angles and how to light and all that sort of right, stuff. Right, right, right. And so when you get like Alice in Wonderland where he's like, I don't know, walk towards the camera. Just, yeah, they're and just anywhere. And then he anywhere. just hands they're... the footage to someone and they paint a thousand like, you know, tulips jerking off. They did do that, which was weird. There's that weird tulip bukkake scene. In Tulip like, Fever? Yeah, you're yeah. talking Tulip Fever. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Alice, yeah. tulips yeah. keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> Can I express my like thoughts on Like a bukkake party. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I've been kind of going through, um, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, uh, some of these like, you know, uh, really established musicians. The Tim Burton's of music. They're later stuff. Okay. Because like everyone, we all have like the albums that represent like their peak Uh and it's like sort of, oh my God, they still were putting out music. So are you trying to reassess the later work to see if it has merit? Also, who are you thinking of as a musician, uh, analog? Give me some. I don't really have it. I'm just saying more. This is what I'm going through. So yeah. like you're talking I, about how like the Rolling Stones like released like 10 more albums after all of their well, good and albums. And they sell really well and no yeah. one talks about on the tour later. And, and right. so the Rolling Stones right. is this perfect example yeah. because it's like, you know, when I was a younger man, I used to be like, I don't want to listen to some old fucking dude. But yeah. now, of course, I've I've grown and matured and I've realized right. like they are a master at what they do. Right. So they're okay. on the planet longer 
They've experienced more life. Sure. Wait, they were actually write better music and songs. So I've been reassessing sure. all okay. of these well, people's like back catalog. I, ha- right. um, I have a big the back end of the catalog. But then right. you think of Rolling Stones. Yeah. And they've continued to put music out and yeah. continue to play, but it's garbage. I'm gonna So I kind of feel like with Tim Burton, yeah. and I don't think they you're feel gonna like, like late this. period Rolling Stones. Yes. Tim Burton yeah. should stop. He has nothing right. more to say. I'm going to say something. He's not the master. Ben, Ben, uh, and we might have to cut this out, so oh. uh, just FYI. It's not a big deal. It's just I was talking to Alex Ross Perry uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. the other week at uh, his wife's birthday, uh-huh. and he debuted this theory to me, and I'm not sure if this theory is like fit for public consumption yet, so just in case it's not, I'll check with him after. Okay. Basically, there's no director. We were talking about this, yes. Yes. Apart from maybe in the classic era, where the last part of their career is their best chunk of their career. You know, like mm. if you were going to say like, what are their five best, you know, five they films went out in a on row. Top. Yeah. There's no director where you'd be like the last five films are the best five. Right. Well, we no. don't know what you bowl's going to do. So let's not. <laughs> and Burton's definitely pretty emblematic of that. Like yeah. he's a classic oh. example of well, that. And, where, but, yeah. But, yeah. The thing that you and I were talking about off of this is that like most filmmakers have a run. Where they're yeah. like most in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And like M. Night Shyamalan has talked about this a lot about how he like scared himself into trying to make good movies again. Cause he's like, when I started out, I was like very naive about a lot of things. Right. And I was developing my technical craft. Right. And like Sixth Sense, when you like get to that, it's like the perfect fulcrum point between like what I don't know and what I do know. And then I start mm. overthinking things. Like, right. you know, not immediately unbreakable rules, but it's like more and more. He starts relying on his own experiences. Like, well, I know how to make a movie. Right. Like, clearly, I've been proven right. Right. So he's not second guessing himself. He's not holding his feet to the flame. And he's just trusting his own instincts rather than interrogating his instincts. Right. You know? And he also is relying on the fact of, like, I have technical skill at this point. Mm-hmm. I know how to compose a shot. I know how to edit a sequence. So I shouldn't second guess myself. Um, and right. he said, like, I had to mortgage my house to yeah, be scared enough right, right, that my right. movie started getting a little interesting. Good again. to be scared. Right. But also bad to be scared. Yes. Spooky. But the other part of that is, I think, <laughs> like, filmmakers, and it's not always the first part of their career. Sometimes it's the middle. It's never really the end. I agree. Is, like, they hit a point where they're sort of just in sync with the culture. You know? Right. So, like. Well, that's that's the thing. And I think right. Burton was so Gen X-y. And, yeah. like, like. Yeah, there was a certain... I, and now he's out of sync with the I mean, yeah. Right, yeah. He, 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 he has right. post 9-11. Because you're kind of like, why is this guy too. complaining so much about living in the suburbs? Where everything's right. like bright and sunny. Well, well but right. what about if what if he's complaining about uh, the meat pies and, you know... But it's that... Yeah, London's right. a big black pit. That sort of sarcastic, mm. like, you know, cynicism about Ugh. happy people. Right. You know, right. right. Like, what was that character, Emily or something? You know, Emily, Emily, the, Emily the Strange. Yeah, you yes. know, it's like that kind of Why didn't era. Tim of things. Never make one of those. I think he yeah. maybe was <laughs> right with yeah. Or like when I was in like middle school, high, early high school, like yeah. I was obsessed with Edward Gorey, like right. the Gashley oh, Cartinis, yes. and all right. that stuff. And it's like I still think that that's wonderful stuff. But it's also just like we're not sort of at that macabre sort of like no cute. But like I mean, we're not at big eyes, you know. <laughs> like play, no one's buying a big eyes painting. That stuff kind of plays better when culture is kind of normal, and then people right. want to escape into things to be cynical about. And when also, when things are bad, you want Paddington. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. Right. Well, right. And I also think that like imagine if Paddington been married to Christoph Waltz. 
don't know. Timber is that my marmalade. It was my recipe. I made it all along. I was in the kitchen. See, I knew if I just threw that up to you, you'd knock it out of the park. My marmalade. (laughs) Sorry, go on, Richard. Um, I was just saying that, like, but pre-internet, Tim Burton offered maybe not exact, Mm -hmm. you know, haven for people who were like weird or goth or whatever. Sure. But now they can just go to any fucking forum. They they, they can find their absolute niche. And Burton is just like, oh, but what about my thing? And they're like, well, we don't need that. It's too inexact. I think, and and he's less in touch with his thing. I think. Yeah. Just in general, he's a rich guy. Yeah. Do you think he got addicted to the money? I think he got addicted to those greenbacks. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's. This is the thing. We often, with these miniseries, mm-hmm. we've got a real grasp on the director's personality and so yeah. like where they're at. But with Burton, after he gets married, which we talk about and has kids and stuff, yeah. we kind of, we sort of lose any kind of hold on him in yeah. terms of like, what's up with Tim Burton? Right. Because he gives these kind of laconic interviews. Yeah. He does these like laconic director commentaries. Yeah. And he sort of like works a lot. Do you think Big Ears is going to be any good? <sighs> I hope so. I mean, our friends who have seen it say it's pretty good. And some of our friends who are not predisposed to liking late period Burton movies. I mean, no one has told me, like, this thing is a fucking masterpiece. But most reactions have been positive. It looks good. I'll tell you what both you and I have heard a lot of. It kind of secretly rolls. (laughs) Like, we've had the people in hushed tones, like, being like, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but yeah. it like kind of secretly right. fucked because it. I could see I could kind of rules. I That's what we're hearing. Does it rule. Big ears. I could see Burton having a sort of late career thing because, which is something I think works about Miss Peregrine. Mm-hmm. That it because I, I like stuff about time Your travel and shifting. All time, you know, clear. my absolute yeah. right. favorite movie. Yeah. Um. Is well after Spanglish. Um. Is like it, it's that kind of wistful feeling. And yes. rather than the kind of like, you know, creepy, cute kind of thing, mm-hmm. like I'm more sort of like I'm older now. Time has passed. Sure. I realize the world is like sad in a different way. And like Dumbo could totally tap into that. Totally. A hundred percent. I know? think uh, Peregrine is a, a classic BBP movie. Mm-hmm. I think Asa it doesn't work and he doesn't totally oh, crack that God. character. Have you seen Sex Education? No. Show. I'm like, I, why did that kid keep getting acting roles? I'm it's, sorry. We, we talk about this on that episode. Yeah. He's uh, better when he's British. Sure. Yes. But it is one of those Aren't things they? where I think he, you know, and this is the argument you can throw at big guys. He used to be so good at the sort of um, uh, alienated protagonist. Sure. And right. as time goes on, those characters start to feel more and more disingenuous. Like, that's the thing he's not connecting with. Right. Is the outsider, which used to be his specialty. Uh-huh. You and can so, only do that for so long. Right. The fact that he seems more interested in vaults, perhaps, than uh, Amy Adams in right. this movie, that Asa Butterfield is, like, so kind of irrelevant in that film. A similar thing with Alice, where I think once she lands right. in Wonderland, She's he loses her. Yeah. I kind of think the first 20 minutes of Alice, when it's live action, he feels like he has that character. Yeah. And, and then, then she, like, flutters away. Look at yeah. this. This is, tomorrow, the, this is Tomorrow yes. Forever. Yes. This is tomorrow the forever. painting that she did for the World's Fair that kind of Robert awesome. Moses uh, rejected on yes. the grounds of being too frightening. Tomorrow Now? Well, tomorrow the Forever? What the fuck yeah, does Robert forever, Moses know? He was horrible. Yeah. He wasn't so great either, but um, Big lies. it is this sort of bizarre, <laughs> blasted, like, yellow alien landscape yeah. with mm-hmm. steps. Right. And then an army of big-eyed children just kind of walk towards you. It's a little sinister. What does Margaret Keene know? Like, <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah. what's it's coming? It's weird. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's awesome exactly, but it's certainly like, I want to know about the person who did that. Yeah. But then it turns out the story was, well, Chris, she married Christoph Waltz. And I'm like, red flag, mistake number one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she, you know, 
I had to stay inside all day and paint big eyes. No, I mean, it? they created an industry. I mean, good for her that she moved to Hawaii. I like that that's her pivot. Yeah. And that house is beautiful. Yeah. Incredible. It's a great yeah. pivot. And I was thinking about that, too. I was like, when's the last time I saw Tim Burton do something that was so warm and, like, yeah. and set peaceful in the world. And, right. and set right. in the world, yeah. you know? And I think that that's nice. I mean, I think... I think this movie's merits are aesthetic, you know, for the most part. Yes. I mean, the performances are fun. well. I find Christoph Waltz so off-putting. I know that's kind of I the love point. Those yeah, but like, it's just like by the time you get to the courtroom, you're like, oh my god, someone like killed this guy. Like he's <laughs> so awful. I'm very in the bag for Waltz. I like yeah. him a lot, even though he can sometimes kind of repeat himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, but um, what's he doing now? Oh, you know, you know what he is doing next? He directed a he movie. He directed a movie that's what? at Tribeca, Tribeca called which... Georgetown. Mm. What's it about? Georgetown? No, I don't know what it's about. Um, let's find out. Uh, they announced uh, f- uh, four years ago that, uh, uh, longer ago, they announced in 2010 that Universal Studios was making an Emily the Strange movie with Chloe Grace Moritz. Oh. She's all wrong for it. What? That's not right. That's yeah. terrible. Kristen Ritter or whatever. In December 20... Well, it's supposed to be very young. Well, a, In December a young 2016, it was reported know. that Universal had abandoned the project. Dark Horse Entertainment and Amazon Studios... Interesting. ...were in negotiations to make an animated film. Hmm. Um, a social climber becomes the main suspect in his wealthy wife's death. Oh, that sounds interesting. It just sounds like Reversal of Fortune. Yeah. Which, <laughs> like, if you made Reversal of Fortune now... Christoph yeah. Waltz would play Klaus von Bülow and he'd Absolutely. be like, I did not kill my wife. <laughs> you know, like, I know such a thing. Uh, who is in the film? It looks like Vanessa Redgrave, Annette Benning, and Corey Hawkins round mm-hmm. out the cast. Interesting. And here's Georgetown. a picture also of, of Waltz in the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's saluting. saluting. All right. Hair. Directorial debut of an actor premiering at Tribeca is sometimes a dicey proposition. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, no offense to the Tribeca Film Festival. Why? It's just sort of like because it means it didn't get into Sundance. Yeah, it's a slightly okay. lower tier usually, film festival. Yeah. Usually. Um, slightly, I don't know. And then, like, usually when an actor has directed a movie, you're kind of like, well, this could go anyway. You know, right. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, maybe, the, you know, sometimes it's, it works out. Yeah, um, I saw that guy's divorce movie. Gonna need more. Yeah, little, just a little <laughs> big, bit. Big guys. <laughs> weird looking. Dano is his last name. Paul Dano. Oh, wildlife you're thinking of. Yeah. That's it's funny that you said Dano, Dano is his last it, it, name. It is that, that guy's, guy's divorce, divorce movie. movie. <laughs> Not how I would describe that one. But yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Weird I hate, face. I don't like but that movie. But that's, I like that movie fine. That That's on the higher end of actors making a directorial debut but at a But their festival. eyes are too small. Agreed. This is true. They did have yeah. big eyes. Big fires. They, they big fires. Yeah. Although the kid has some big eyes. Mm-hmm. Can I read a thing? Uh, nine years ago. I guess like right after Inglorious Bastards, mm. Christoph Waltz announced he was going to move transition to directing in a film that never got made. Emily the Strange was announced. <laughs> I will play Emily. She is so strange. <laughs> announced post Oscar 2010, Christoph Waltz was going to make a German comedy. Called is there such a thing? Off, off, off on Devon. Translates into up, up, and away. Translates into uh, big eyes? Weird. <laughs> Can I read this Please. description and Please. imagine him also playing the host? I assume he was going to play the host. Sure. A romantic farce centered sure. on the ruthless host of a dating competition show who develops feelings for one of her contestants. Oh, so I guess he's the host is female? Her contestants. So he's one of the contestants? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't I say. I would love to take you I am on a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bachelor. The actor's I also considering taking a supporting role in the film. Right. 
I think that sounds like a great Christoph Waltz movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that I'd love to plug him into. Like, yeah. What's he doing in broadcast news? Show me that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to see him play like a newspaper boss or something yeah. like. Sure. You know, people yeah. always cast him as villains and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, he plays a fine villain. It's just a little boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see him do more of that kind of middle character. Well, here's, right? here's a pitch. Oh. What if he plays J. Jonah Jameson? Sure. That'd be weird. That's like the one Marvel character <laughs> they, they haven't won't cast. Recast. Him, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just get Simmons back. Yeah. That's what back. I want. I want them to just be like Simmons and you just do a different performance. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Just bring him You're back. You're still the right actor. Just come up with a new take on the guy. Redo the movie Jack with Christoph Waltz. Called I Chris? am five yeah. years old. <laughs> I don't know. I am but a they child. Could, they could probably get Jennifer Lopez again. Yes, I want my nap point. time Cosby's and my busy, juice. Cosby, <laughs> Cosby's busy. Might be tricky. Full he can docket. Skype in. Yeah. <laughs> Big sentence. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The small German boy this looks is like Chris, a man. This is Christoph Waltz for Jello. Like the Jello pudding pops, they jiggle. <laughs> Give him a sitcom. Oh Put him in the Connors. Could you imagine Griffin doing the impression? Have him marry a Connor. Could you imagine yeah, Griffin doing an impression? Can you imagine Christoph Waltz like Thursdays at eight on CBS? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Christoph! Exclamation Christoph! <laughs> How are things down at the you know the the plant? It should ah, be called Take the Waltz. I am just a blue collar American worker. <laughs> it is kind of like if he if there's another direction for him, it would be that thing where they were just like. Arnold Schwarzenegger will just play Americans right. and it won't we'll be never addressed. Talk about right, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I work so hard to put the meats and potatoes on the table. It's like how in like Liam Neeson movies, like sometimes they're like, yeah, like we'll call him something weird and like yeah. that, that'll indicate that he's not right. from America. And but sometimes, sometimes they he's don't. Like, I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. It's so weird when he does that. I'm just a local Colorado boy. Yeah. Howdy, y'all. Yes. Now you listen to me. I'm Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On this podcast a while ago, we we were doing a joke about Harrison Ford being in Lincoln and just like, damn it, Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. Oh, boy. Damn it, Lincoln. <sighs> Big eyes. Big eyes. Big eyes. Oh, we didn't talk about um, <laughs> the Lana Del Rey songs. Yes. That, I one of which me. is just I called Big Eyes. <laughs> With your big eyes and your big lies. Oh um, and it plays in the movie. It yep. does. Lost it does. Yeah. And the other one's called I Can Fly, And that's I at the end. Yeah. Yes. Um, Is it I spelled E-Y-E? Uh, it should have been. I believe Big Eyes was nominated for a Golden Globe. I believe it was. Uh, not, yeah. not an uh, Golden Oscar. So Lana Del Rey is a Golden Globe nominee. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get Lana Del Rey? I really don't. Well, I, don't, she, I, don't, I, I, don't I don't know if I like her music. I think that first album is still really good. Yeah, the first, yeah. yeah. I like uh, Young and Beautiful. You know, I like yeah. some of those songs. I like that she seems a little in on the joke. Yeah, you know, oh, Or a lot in on the joke, yeah. you know. Um, I, the, the whole argument when everyone was like, it's a made-up persona. It's like, that's like, well, the history of pop music. Yeah, what are you, what are you talking who cares? about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Um, this was also her weird quarter. She had a couple years where she was like mostly a movie song person. Right. She did, like, a lot she of did the Great Gatsby songs. Maleficent. She, she did Maleficent, Maleficent, the cover. Right. She was like every movie had a like and now the single from Lana Del Rey. Right. Either yeah. her covering something or writing an original. Um, oh, we, did we notice that we mentioned how big the eyes are? Um, I don't know if we talked about In that. the movie? Bring that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the eyes are very big. 
Yeah. Um, we've talked about all the performances. The judge, James Saito. Oh, I could show you. Um, you know how I sometimes will just tweet at people just a photo with no no text. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I used to do this a big one, a reaction photo from Amy Adams on the set of Big Eyes because her <laughs> her expression is just like something about it just. <laughs> Makes me laugh. It is wild yeah. when they do the classic, which I am. I mean, look, I know people make fun of this all the time. They make fun of this all the time. This is one of the few cases when they show the real people, they look a lot like the characters. Yes. In the movie. I mean, but like, I just want to make this clear. I am such a sucker for the photo of the real person. Yeah. I don't care. Do right. it. It's hacky, show me but the you real get person. Your, Blow your it up from it. Show yeah. me eight photos. Right. I mean, I do think it's hilarious in Green Book that they couldn't find a photo of them together, which is like. It's true. I mean, truly yeah. telling. So I thought it was based on true friendship. It is based on true friendship. How dare you? Um, but um, I love a photo of the real person. Mm-hmm. The staging of the real person and the actress together yeah. is more unusual. Yes. But I kind of admire the boldness of that. But yes, when you see the picture of her, you're like, what? That was her hair. Right? Oh, yeah. That really yeah. very intense, yeah. like Bob. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's still alive, painting her fucking painting that's the other thing is like she talking about Jehovah. that's like her expression like that's sure. her thing and she can't psychoanalyze her own process and that's Burton much and like timber her right? yeah right. and sometimes right. he's totally in sync with the culture and he becomes an industry yeah. but he doesn't really know what to do with it you know mm-hmm. and christoph mm-hmm. waltz was the opposite like he was just the the salesman he understood the position. right which is what he's good at this right. was nominated for an independent spirit award for best screenplay I think it's an excellent screenplay. I do mm. think it would be better. I agree with the with the take from Twitter. It probably would be a better film structured around the, way, the, the yeah, court case. The flashbacks, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, because the court case is so compelling. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. because of the, the narrative strictures of like how long a movie can be. Right. They kind of have to rush it. And it's like, yes. but, but this is kind of the whole thing. And the other thing is, yes. I mean, it would maybe be more satisfying that if that's a superstructure yeah. and you can keep cutting back and forth. And then the other thing is, I think what's interesting about this character, about all these people, these like highly successful sociopaths who just like lie and lie and lie and lie and lie, is that they truly don't believe they're lying. Right. And there's something kind of fascinating to maybe doing a movie where you show a little more of how he remembers things being. Yeah. Because this is clearly a guy who's rewriting his own reality. I mean, I like that scene a lot with the daughter where they're like convincing her that she didn't see the mother. Yeah, it's creepy. With the painting. And that's like, I agree, is like a failing of this movie is that the older daughter is not very good. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I always believed you, So you can't really like dive into like her perspective. Interesting. Because she had to live with that asshole for like so long, you know, and be kind of gaslit by. That's the thing. I think like, you know, it's an interesting subject when these children grow up in like weird households Mm -hmm. and are just completely like accepting memories that they are told. Yeah. You know, by the parents who are trying to write what their past was. I wonder what she's doing now. Big eyes. The daughter? Yeah. Making even bigger eyes. <laughs> she wrote Dumbo. Yeah, she, she wrote Dumbo. Right. Big ears, yes. And Big Nose is coming next. Pinocchio? Oh. I think he already turned Do it we down, know what right? Burton's doing after Dumbo? No. no. Shrug. No idea. What, no, what's he going to do? I don't know. Oh, bye. Yes, Goodbye. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> He's telling him to get out of here. Are you going to put up? Get out of here. I mean, look. Like, Go it, away. There's a bit of the Simpsons thing with Burton Go where on. it's just like, it kind of sucks that The Simpsons is still on the air. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I mean, certainly true of The Simpsons. You know, in Horrifying. the same way, yeah. like between it's, like Burton and there's Simpsons. There's now been like twice as much Simpsons that's, that's bad than good. It used to be that there was the right. same. Right. And now, now it's, it's like we're getting close to 20 bad seasons versus 10 good ones. Right. Because like it, The Simpsons, it's like 10 seasons. Right. Burton, it's like the first 10 movies. And for me, those things are like you can bring up your qualms, but it's a pretty incredible run. Yeah. You know, for that first yeah. 10. 
And then you get to the period where it's just like the the shining spots are so few and far between. Yeah. And you have to do a lot of heavy lifting to right. really like argue their worth. Now, this is my question to the three of you. This movie is his second lowest grossing film ever. Uh, $14 million domestic, 29 right. worldwide. So then after this, Disney announces that he's making Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Right after this, they announced it? What did he make? Peregrine. I guess uh, I feel like maybe he signed this on is five to five years before Perry uh, and before Dumbo. I think he signed on to Dumbo early. Oh, okay, because they know. shot it a while ago. There was they a lot of CGI. It. Okay, but they didn't shoot it five years ago. But I think he attached himself pretty early. Anyway, the point is, mm. I remember them announcing Dumbo twenty fifteen. So yeah, you're correct. Thank you. I agree with you. Now, yeah. Now you agree with he was boys, announced as the boys, director. Yeah, right. on. they didn't start making it until two years later. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, they yeah. announced it. Stop throwing lit matches at each other. And everyone went like, "Oh, see, look, here's the proof. Tim Burton. He's got nothing to say. He's just remaking all the old classic Disney movies." Yeah. And I go, "If you want him to do something different, you gotta you gotta show up." Oh well, here's two things about that. One, this movie was released by the Weinstein Company, which at this point was completely. Uh, unable to release them. Correct. Just couldn't do it anymore. Didn't have the financial right. resources. They're like insolvent. Yeah. Had that weird thing where like they could only like have one movie in a theater at a time. Yeah. Two, it was released right. Christmas Day, which is an abominable Terrible time release. to release yes. this movie. Yeah. This should have come out in like April. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this movie needs a lot of space. Yeah. Three, I'm pretty sure 14 million is the ceiling for this movie anyway. It's a Maudy movie. It maybe could get like 30 because it's got big actors. Yeah. But, you know, like, this is a and movie. And big eyes. And big eyes. And big eyes. I mean, it's probably the highest grossing big eye. Well, no, because you got a lead in it. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. But, um, <laughs> does, you know, does Box Office Mojo have a tab for that? It should. Big eye movie? It should. Yeah. But, you know, like, this should be like a Sony Pictures Classics movie that comes out in the summer and kind of mm. like, you know, a wife that kind of gets to sort of like, you know, loop What's around. About- what if there was a wife? Thank yeah. you. What if the book was green? What if the eyes were big? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's play a box office game. Yeah. Christmas 2014. Ooh. How wide was the release that first weekend? 1,300 screens. Wow, so they immediately went to 1,300? Why? Yeah, fuck the Weinsteins. It opened to 4 million, number 15 That's at the insane. box office. That's insane of On them Christmas. That. That's insane it's a, of them a, a to do A mid-wide that. release? Yeah. Like, what Mid, are they Mid-wide is the worst release. That's when you know the distributor has no... Like idea to do what to do with it because you either go little or you go wide, and mid wide is like them being able to go like, well, we tried, we couldn't do anything. It's like eyes, right? You know, you either go big or you don't. Right, it's the impatient platform. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have time to platform this thing. (laughs) Yeah, you build like half a platform. You're like, get on that platform. (laughs) Three quarters. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Number one is um, Christmas fourteen. Okay, is a sequel. Christmas uh, it's the it's the it's a trequel. It's a third third one. It's the third the third and final entrant in a, a trilogy. It's not a Hobbit, is it? It's a Hobbit. Oh, which one? Uh, the Desolation uh, of Smaug. They're back nope. again. No, nope. <laughs> it's the, the back other. at it. What's high the, noon at Mega Mountain. What's the fucking? It's the last one. <laughs> it is kind of a high noon at Mega Mountain. <laughs> the, <laughs> what yeah. if the Lord of the Rings three was Lord of the Rings? High noon at Mega, Mega Mountain. Mountain. Wait, the third one isn't called There and Back Again? No. The first one's an unexpected journey. Correct. Then Smaug. 
Oh, oh, it's the Battle of the Five Armies? Yes. Oh, I believe Lord. initially the first two were going to be yes, called like. That's what it was going to be called. Unexpected Journey, they're back. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead they split into three, and the third the one was called the Battle, Battle of the, the Five, Five Armies, Armies, which is something that happens mostly off screen. I know yeah. I have seen that movie, but yes. I could, I don't remember it. A it single has, like, thing about it. Billy Connolly as a dwarf riding what? a giant boar. What? Yes. Right, How you haven't seen did it. No one tell me that. It has a whole 20 minute sequence where Richard Armitage is like yeah. on LSD and drowns in a pool of gold. Oh, wait, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's nuts. It yeah. is weird that I have not seen the other I know, two. But now you have yeah, how much of like a pop culture complete as I am. Now you might as well just wait until that's we my do it thing. on this podcast. Once we started right. this yeah. podcast, I'm like, I'm going to wait until well, we get also, to Jackson. just like, when does anyone ever just There's sort of so sit down at home right. and think, you, like, you fire up the hobby? I weirdly like You like them, don't you? I like them all. They're so bad. They are kind of bad. That was, but I, I was like so turned off by the first yeah. one after being a big Lord of the Rings fan that I was. I like, was like, I don't care. Kind of excited, and the movie started, and yeah. within ten minutes, I was like, Oh my god! Well, I have to be here do. for yeah. so long. There's all the dishes to do. Right. They have a party, dishes. and then they do yeah. the dishes. Yeah. A lot of That's dishes. Right. And then they sit around and then they sing about the mountains they're going to yeah. go to, and you're like, um, <laughs> Are you guys gonna leave? I've, <laughs> like, I've the told house? This, I've told this story before on the podcast, but my father did not see any of the Lord of the Rings films. And then went with me to go see The Hobbit in fri- high frame rate. Wow. And when they're at like minute eight of doing the dishes, he was just like, what the what fuck is this? <laughs> like he just like could not be less into anything. Well, can you tell me the Battle of the Five Armies uh, worldwide final total? Uh, uh, $948 million. 956. Amazing. That that's crazy. That that's the thing where it's no like, one talked about. No one likes those yeah. hobbits that made billions yeah. of right. dollars. It was yeah. like jury yes. duty. Like those right. three movies were like jury yeah. duty. Gotta do it. it was like what? It's the the Mister Show coupon. The movie sketch. It's like a required romp. Yes, mandatory fun. Your yeah, um, and you know those movies came about because um, Peter Jackson was suing Guillermo del Toro, and they went to court. And the yeah. judge said, "Make a ho- make three Hobbit movies." <laughs> right, and Del Toro couldn't do it. There literally was a, my arm is yeah, hurting. Yes, but there—that's what they don't say—is that those movies were shot entirely in a courtroom. There was a jury yeah, yeah. who had to spend three years of their that's life right. watching right. Peter Jackson. Yep. Yep, they had to go through all the production, and everything. all the blocking rehearsal. The judge was like, "I give you each two hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars per <laughs> picture." Now go. That is, it is truly a crazy thing that we don't talk about. That Del Toro was so close to making those movies, yeah, and he's credited on them so late, yeah. And then Jackson didn't want to make them right. and was like, "Fuck! If I don't make them, they're going to get shut down." Yeah, and right. all my friends are like, "Yes, one hundred percent." And New yeah. Zealand was basically like. Are we going to have to fire all the teachers this year? And right. Jackson was like, I'll make the hobbits. They're like, yay! <laughs> School, stay up! Right. It was like he felt really so like much that? guilt. Uh, honestly, it's a huge yeah. provider of the, obviously, big jobs yeah. in, in the New Zealand. He talks about it. He talks about how he had like three months to prep. Right. No, it's insane. And, and he was just like, I just felt bad. I didn't want everyone to when, lose their jobs. When you see, I mean, there's, the local a, there's a lot of Del Toro in those movies. The yeah. monster design, especially, especially the first right. one. Right. Um, but you know, it's just sort of like smattering. You yeah, know, it's, sort it's of very like, weird. Anyway, number two <laughs> at the box office. I remember seeing him talk, and and he made his take on the Hobbit sound really interesting. Del Toro. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Well, we'll talk about that if we ever do Jackson or we if we ever do, do Del Toro. He's doing well. He's in fact, let's see how he's doing in the poll. Well, just posted point. today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just went up. Today. Who's Del Toro up against today? McTiernan. Here's a blast from the past. Has is he beaten him? Is he sending him to jail? Hey, read the Not po- Del Toro, Jackson. Read the post. Oh, Jackson. The copy on the post. Peter, quote, the Tolkien boy, Jackson, versus John, quote, 
jail <laughs> McTiernan. Go. Did you write that? Ben wrote. Yeah. Did you text it to Andrew? No, you he just posted it himself your... two hours late. Great. Um, oh, I love you, Ben. I'm sorry. It's one of my favorite. Now he feels bad. I was I was having fun. It's one time. of my film Twitter favorite jokes. But when Black Panther came out and they said, so they cast Bilbo and Gollum and Black Panther. It's literally a movie with two Tolkien white guys. <laughs> Uh, Jackson is beating McTiernan. That's a good it's joke. Good. It's funny. It's funny. Good. Jackson Comedy beating McTiernan. 42 that. to 48. 52 to 48. Right okay. Now. Very close. Okay. What's number two at the box office? It's a musical. Huge hit. Into the Woods? Yes. Another mm. one people forget. I don't like that. Doesn't one. exist. No. Doesn't exist. Not no one good. likes it. No, no one likes it. No one, well, the Woods were big. I don't forget it. It's so weird that Disney made that and that it made a lot of money and yeah. that she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress <laughs> and no one will ever watch it again for the rest of time. Never. No. Nope. It's not nope. even a movie where, like, if your high school theater class is doing Into the Woods, you screen it for them. Absolutely not. It's not even it, that. And it's not like when I found out too much to my um, horror that, like, people younger than me, like, regularly watch the Rent movie, which right. I think is, like, right. should be buried under a pyramid Agreed. or something. It's, but yeah. I, Into the Woods doesn't even have that weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Into right. the Woods is just, like, nothing. Nothing. It's just, yeah, no. Yeah. Into the Woods is just, you, you see it and, right. like, as a scene like leaves it just right. leaves your brain as <laughs> right, right yeah. as they cut yeah. and it just made like yeah. a breezy 114 domestic I think like 125 yeah. <laughs> just a, just a cool laid back 114 yeah. the Hobbit 3 okay. making almost a bill yeah, but that's yeah. the thing you guys are talking about two movies that don't exist get ready for number three <laughs> okay. oh, oh no does not exist I'm loving and this made lineup. 115 million domestic 163 worldwide this was a hit film a Genuine hit An film. An additional 163? That's the worldwide what, total. Worldwide total. The, the, so it didn't make as much overseas. was low. Okay. Yeah, but it I've made one. never heard of this. He's never, never heard of this. this. 115 domestic. domestic. It's like an inspirational movie. It was trying to go for Oscars. It didn't, you know. It didn't, didn't get Oscars, but it connected with the public. I guess. 115 domestic. If you domestic. sat anyone down and said, like, do you remember seeing the film? Beep. They'd be like, nope. And you'd be like, well, I have your ticket here. You clearly right. saw the film. They'd be like, no, I didn't. Did it get any nomination? Inspirational, but not nom- faith-based. Well, well, oh, oh, yes, this is everyone thought this was going to be like the runaway Oscar best player, picture, best sure. director. This is unbroken. unbroken. Angelina Jolie's unbroken. Oh, Jesus a Christ. A full-fledged domestic blockbuster. I stood in an elevator with her for that movie, sure. and I don't, I don't remember Do you remember a year in advance when everyone's like, this is going to be the second time go. a woman wins best director? This is the one. And yes. that movie is yes. also nothing. Doesn't not exist. Only, not only no. does that movie not exist, wasn't well received, particularly. No, but no one was it's, angry it's about it. No one was angry about it. Everyone was like, like, yeah, it's sort of perfunctory. Yeah. And it made lots of money. So much money. It's crazy. How crazy. Much, how much did it cost, though? $65 million. Oh, so it... It did yeah. fine. That's big yeah. yeah. Big eyes. Big eyes. She has big eyes. Yes, she She's does. got big eyes. Very big eyes. Not Alita big, but... No. Not, not Tim Burton turned out Maleficent. Did big eyes instead. Mm. Number four. He wow. was in talks. Turned wow, number four also doesn't exist. Okay. It's the third in a series of children's films. Is it... Uh, no, it's not Narnia 3. No, no. It's third in a series of oh. children's films. It doesn't exist. Is it the last? I believe so. I believe is this it live is action end. or animated? Live action, but it's got a lot of like CGI Live antics. action with creatures. Yeah. It's got some creatures. Yeah. Um, three of them. And oh it's not boy. chipmunks. No, not chipmunks. Does it have celebrity? Big star. Do the creatures talk? I don't know. I've never seen these. It's a big things. star, but it's the same big star in all three of them. Yeah, it's not the Garfield, is it? No. no. Um, big star, Smurfs? and then 
Now, no, not no, not, no. They only because three Smurfs. was kind of a hard reboot. <laughs> I was about to say not your Smurfs, but of it course takes it's place your during my favorite Uh-oh. time of the day. Yeah, no, they're not my Smurfs. It <laughs> takes place during your favorite King, time. Of the, is it a night movie? Correct. It's it's a nighttime movie. Is night in the title or is it just a big element? Night's in the title. Night's in. Oh, the Oh, Night at the Museum Three. What's the subtitle? Uh, Legends of Curly's Gold. I knew it. I knew it. about. Can I get this correct? Is it Secret of the Tomb? Correct. Wow. And, and you know, Rami Malek. That's whose that's tomb right. it is. Yeah. That's, that's what's the secret? Whose tomb it is. That he's going to win an Oscar. Yeah, right. Right. And yeah. Ben ben, yeah. ben still looks at it, and his face yeah. melts off, and he yeah. turns into a skull. Yes, that's another movie that doesn't exist. Oh, doesn't I, exist. Speaking of Rami Malek, David, um, on the last time I was on this podcast, you, you had just seen Bohemian Rhapsody. We were, you we were, were talking like, about this on Little Gold Man. Yeah, you're yes. like, oh, I was like, no, no one's going to be talking about that movie. Yeah, by I was the like, time. what a piece like, of shit. Whoops. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one uh, four Academy Awards, <laughs> four it Oscars. It made <laughs> for that movie. close to a billion four dollars. Oscars. David's yeah. like swinging his mic around. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> like a victory lap. Remember when yeah. it kept winning Oscars? Yeah. And I was just like in a cold sweat, and then. Like Roma went director, and I'm like, okay, maybe I can settle down. And then yeah. Best Picture went to Green Book. Do you remember yeah. when we could not stop it? When Bohemian yes. was like still number five at the box office right. 212 weeks later? I was flying back from Mexico recently, and ev- literally everyone I could, yeah. who's a yeah, monitor could see was watching that. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know a lot of people who watched it on a plane because I feel like they also feel like, well, now I'm, I'm not contributing to its right. box office or anything like yeah. that, right? I can watch it on a plane. Do you remember when the last 20 minutes of that movie are just a shot-for-shot recreation of a concert you can just watch on YouTube instead? Correct. That uh, is better? Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, that's The Secret of the Tomb. It made $113 million. It made uh, 363 worldwide. Yeah, kind of a big drop-off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's still, you know. Because the first money. one did like 260. Oh, and Amy Adams, isn't she in? She's, she's really in, good in two. Is she in two? She's, she's in two. She was in both. But she's yeah. only in two. Well, there's two. three. No, I, I thought she was in two and three. No, oh, I don't know. No, she's yeah. only in two because okay. it ends with, I think, her flying away. <laughs> and then happily ever after, and then she's fine and she lands yeah. wherever she's going. You've, yes. you've never yeah. seen two, yeah. right? No. I'm debating whether or not to say this. What's next at the box office? Another movie that doesn't exist. Hooray. It's another musical. It's another musical? That's right. Starring get, Richard's favorite actor. Did it get any Oscar traction? No. Is no, it no. an adaptation of a Broadway show? Yes. It's been done as a movie before. Dickie's favorite actor. Yes. His it's favorite actor. Taryn Anderson. <laughs> Big Dickie Lawson. No, she's younger. Younger than Taryn. Quite young. Yeah, she. Oh, Quivenzene Wallace. That's Annie. right. Is Annie. Mm. It's it a is, hard knock life. It's Friday. For viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, oh, that was good. I actually never saw Annie. Is it right. bad? Uh, I think it's like the ultimate like Gentleman's Five. Right? Cameron it's Diaz in it is pretty rough. Yeah, like I understand why she retired. It's a glove, <laughs> right? That is her last movie. It's her last right? movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be eighty-five. It made because it was supposed to be Bullock and uh, uh, Bullock could be good. Willow Smith. Yeah, right. that was the whole thing with that movie. Was Will Smith was setting up his kids to be yeah. movie stars, and then yeah. they were like, "We're not into it." You're yeah. doing Karate Kid. You're doing Annie. Go. But the right. movie yeah. was like fully set up, and she was like, yeah. "No, I don't really want to go to school today." <laughs> right. And like Quavans and they had just got nominated. Yeah. She's yeah. she's cute, right? Yeah, she does, she does a musical Thank theater training. It is the weekend, baby. Have yeah. fun and enjoy it. If anyone done, there's a great Quincy Wall Street where she was like eight years old and she has this like world weary like. Thank God it's Friday. It's like what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? What did aren't, you do all week? Aren't you happy yeah. that she seemingly has just like? I just I think he's living a normal life. Back now. to normal yeah. life. Yeah, good for her. I that's was how, worried that's that's how Annie, it that they were going to keep. They should like the pushing. like the like yeah. one good performance, then you're go live a normal life. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's the top five for the box office. We've also got Mockingjay Part One. Mm-hmm. We've got The Gambler. 
Ooh, uh, another the, movie that barely exists. Oh, yeah. it does not exist. Uh, we got The Imitation Game. Today we call them yeah. Big Computers. One mm-hmm. best screenplay. Um, yeah, that's Jesus. insane. Exodus, which we call um, Big Big Bible. River. A movie, <laughs> a, a movie I like. Really? I like that. I've like I like it. Noah. I, think, I, I, I love those two I like Noah. Yeah. I'm into Big Noah. Arc. Big Arc. Um, we've got Wild Big Hike. You know what's crazy? This uh, uh, top 15, top 10 you're reading is mostly uh, horrible films that don't exist. 2014 was a rough year. Okay, but then I was going back to, to because I was trying to, well, no, not even my list. I was trying to find. Is that one Birdman won? Yes. Yes. Which is terrible. I mean, it's my least favorite uh, Best Picture winner of the modern era. Uh, I guess I I hate Green Green Book Book. I hate Green Book I don't know if you know about this movie called Green Book. Um, (laughs) Hey, fuck you. I'm not better than the Birdman. Get out of here. Hey. Give me a sandwich. What are they, what is he called? Okay. I'll, I'll beat you, you in the hot dog sandwich. competition. What is he called in the movie? Like, what's his lip? Tony Lip? Hey, Tony, Tony Lip, because I got yeah. a mouth, you know? Right. Virtuoso. It's Italian. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. We fold this pizza in half here. Hey, give me a fucking pizza. <laughs> give me a pizza as big as her eyes. Hey, 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 deep <laughs> south. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're racist. Okay, look, I'm racist, but you guys are being racist. I'm cool with gay people, of course. Of course, I have no problem with that, <laughs> that at all. That makes contextual sense. I work at the Copa. <laughs> I said this to someone. I don't know if it was to Griffin. I'd watch a movie of him being a bouncer at the Copa. Fully. That sounds like a great yeah, movie. Yeah. Him just bashing skulls. All right, go Walter Keane comes through. Green Book 2. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Big Eyes. I got big fists. So I was looking for what, what Bilger wrote about Big Eyes. Yeah, Big Eyes. And I found his top 20 list, which is where he wrote it on his blog. Okay? Right. And uh, Bad Year at the Box Office. Bad Year at the Oscars. Let me rattle off some 2014 movies to you, okay? Interstellar. My number one of the year. Beyond the Lights. Great movie. Selma. Great movie. We Are the Best. Great movie. Uh, Two Days, One Night. Great movie. Uh, The Lego Movie. Love it. The Immigrant. Sure. Snowpiercer. Pierce, big train. Inherent <laughs> Vice. Big mystery. Force Majeure. Big, big avalanche. avalanche. I mean, that's his top 10. And then you get down to Edge of Tomorrow. I was going to say, that's in my John top John Wick. Um, yeah, but big like some revenge. good like genre. You films also had too. big hotel number eighteen, Budapest. big That's eyes, right. Grand right. Budapest, you Whiplash, did. big drums, did you big have, princess, I think big, big Turner, big Turner, big Turner. Turner. I mean, there were good <laughs> movies. Big girl gone. Where'd she go? Not okay, home. that's the end of this. <laughs> that is the end of our working relationship. <laughs> Excuse me. The big me. clock is almost done counting down. And don't forget yeah. about Big Zilla. People don't give that movie respect, but well, that's a fucking chunky. great movie. He is a chunky boy. I get it. Oh, Godzilla? Godzilla's a chunky oh, boy. I thought you were talking about Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I was like, I agree. <laughs> oh, boy. You've got that's a chunky disgusting. boy. Look at Aaron yeah, Taylor yeah. Johnson. Oh, oh, gross. Yeah, sorry. Um, big Duke. <laughs> big Duke. Now that the new Godzilla <laughs> is. I'm like just looking at my top uh, I oh, yeah, feel like people are, are bringing up again the argument of why is Godzilla so chunky? Yeah. And they're like, it's an American thing. It's like American gluttony. The Americans have made Godzilla so fat. You look at the old Godzilla films. He always had thunder thighs. Yeah. yeah. He's always, always been a bit. Because he needed space for the fucking person to right. fit. The only time the guy's ever been lean is in the Roland Emmerich movie. Right. And yeah. And that's the one that's bad. Right. All right. right. We got to wrap up. Yeah, we're done. Hey, excuse you. I still got. Seven minutes or Nine so? minutes and 53 Jeez. seconds on the clock. No, but we're done. Griff, we're yeah, done. Richard's got to go. 420. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, baby. Smoke weed every day. Are you seeing a, Are you going to see a screen? No, I'm going to my appointment to get TSA pre-checked. Hell. It's time. Yeah. I, I got to say, it. it's amazing. Did you see Beach Bum? I did not see Beach Bum. And they're screening it. They, they are done screening it. I know. They've, they the, fucked it uh, up. When we're recording, it. it's out in like two weeks. Yeah. Also, how did you see us early? 
Um, I actually can't tell you on mic, but I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Wow. Oh, I have to tell you the shit right. story. Okay. It's not like a shocking so story. So let's end the show because now I want to hear these stories. Okay. All right. Let me just say, uh, Blank Check uh, thoroughly endorses signing up for a TSA PreCheck. No, seriously. I mean, you just walk right in. It's it is so kind of nuts. People I'll don't be a checkie of a different variety. It takes oh. so checkmate. little work. Checkmate. We, we should try checkmate. to get a, I am a, checkmate, a co-sponsorship. By the way. You know yeah, no, that I'm paying you guys money? Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm paying money to for this podcast that I'm on right now. That's in right. some ways. Blank, some some ways. Blank pre-check. Yeah. I'm Good. also doing, I think, um, <laughs> the global entry, even though I don't fly internationally that often, but why not? Why not? Uh, sure. Okay. Thank you all. Everyone's very, very interested. Reddit's going to blow up about this one. Do you have anything to plug? Your book and paperback. Uh, my book is in paperback. Um, in the title. Uh, uh, all we can do is wait. It's, it's a really nice book. new cover. Um, happy about that. Um, it's a smart buy and yeah. a great read. Uh, and um, oh yeah, go see Miss Peregrine, my favorite movie of all time. Of course. <laughs> well, we'll talk about her next week. Do you get money every time they sell a copy of Peregrine? No, they just send me a Blu-ray, so I have <laughs> a lot. Another, they send yeah. you a Peregrine. Yeah, yeah they send me Eva Green. <laughs> right. She does my laundry for a week. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to promote your Game of Thrones podcast? Oh yeah, so I have a, a Little Old Man, which is the main podcast of VF, right. but also we're doing a Game of Thrones thing for the last season. I guess the episodes will be up like Monday morning, I think. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Joanna Robinson, who's been on this show. Thrones, Thrones, Thrones. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Still watching Game of Thrones. Find it on Apple iTunes store, podcast or whatever that thing is. Right. Hells yeah. Nailed it. Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Go to blankies.rat.com for some real nerdy shit. Go to TeePublic for some real nerdy shirts. Uh, remember to sign up for Blank Check uh, special features on uh, Patreon. Patreon.com they're so wonderful, by the way. I Thank love you. Them. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, they're really great. And I want to I wanna do big things. We're going to get you on the couch. Speaking of big things. We've got to get you on the couch. Well, I mean, we thing. had that, that one idea. Oh, yes. Well, we should do that. But that. But you can also do a commentary. We've, we've put that yeah. on the schedule. But you yeah, also yeah. can and should do a commentary. I do like that now that we record at Big Nice, we can say, like, uh, we can refer to doing the couch like we're Johnny Carson. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, right, I want right, to get on that couch. Right. Yes, yeah. that's the big The greatest call honor me, Call me over. Call, me over. Yeah, call exactly. you over. You're Tim Allen. Yeah. And we're calling Ooh. you over to, to do panel. Seeing here, you, uh, you're a guardian of the galaxy. <laughs> that was a great Christoph Waltz. Yeah. <laughs> these eyes are sure big. You seen these eyes, Ed? A raccoon has so a big. rocket. Some weird and wild shit. Uh, you don't want us to do Carson? You Not into the Carson? Christoph Carlson? What's wrong with Carson? Nothing. Come on. Should we do Dangerfield now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I get no eyes. No eyes. Jesus <laughs> My wife looks at me. My eyes are so little. Don Rickles. You get to go on. Uh-huh. You hockey puck. <laughs> you got split peas for eyes. I watched a Twilight Zone episode with Don Rickles last night. Was it good? Yeah, that guy was such a good actor. Of course, great he never actor. got enough Amazing actor. opportunity to show us what he could do. That's true. He's As great in um, Toy, Toy Story. Story? Uh, Potato Head? The Norm MacDonald movie. Oh, Dirty Work. Dirty work right. And he, well, and he did win his Oscar for that. Right. Of course. Uh, uh, yes. So thank you all for listening. The only vote of that, year. Yeah. <laughs> that was the year. Thank that you all for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah we already, you already did all that. Thank and you. And as always. Yeah. The thing I didn't want to say is that Amy Adams' plot looks really good in the museum, too. Wow. And Amelia every, Air Butt. Every heterosexual adult male I know who has seen that movie took note of it. All right. It's I a seen weird it. thing. Great. Also, big eyes. Big eyes.